this is Matt Olivo from Expulsion, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. Hi, this is Lou from Creator. Shane Bree, bass player, Nate Von Geff. This is Alex from Crazy. This is Max Colasny from Crazy. This is Lee from Monstrosity. Hey, this is Chris from Cryptopsy. Hey, this is Matt from Cryptopsy. This is Will from Cryptopsy. Rush Dolan from Immolation. Name is Kim Corey. This is Ben from Gold War. Sammy Dewey from Gold War. This is Martin Badrunner from Asterix. And uh, you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under. You're listening to Corey Gorkreis and Dr. Vincent West on the Phantasm Podcast. Spray from Suffocation, the Phantasm Podcast goes down fucking smooth. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis with me, Dr. Vincent West. Hello, how are we doing? We have an awesome episode. So excited to get this one underway. We have Matt Olivo of Expulsion and Repulsion on the podcast. Dr. West did an interview with him. It was fucking awesome. Very insightful. A lot to talk about on that. Uh, So be sure to check out the end of the episode. And on YouTube for the the full uh, interview. And the movie we have. What do we got, Doctor? Well, it's something that I bought... Kind of light in the game. I didn't buy it last year. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it, um, just because it was really expensive when this thing came out. But I bought it. Was, uh, it, was, it was like twenty five bucks. I picked it off off Amazon, and it was it was a it was a brand new copy, like a promo copy, was sealed. The print already sealed. looks good too. I mean, it's kind of good with the grain on it. I think it adds to the. We're giving Mr. Olivo. We're giving him David Cronenberg's Rabbit. You can't trust your mother. You can't trust your best friend. You can't trust your neighbor. One minute, they're perfectly normal. The next, rabid. Pray it doesn't happen to you. Rabid. Rated R. 1977. It's got Marilyn Chambers. Who you uh, adult film buffs will know her her work very well, or her filmography, I should say. Um, I feel like we're doing a year we haven't done. Yeah, I mean, Phantasm was the closest we've done, I think. Or Texas 70, Chainsaw. 70, 77, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that was 74. Yeah. So we did. We did Chainsaw. And, you know, we did a... Uh, what about... Wait, we've wait done a, a couple... About, uh, we did a Vincent Price. We did... What was the other Cronenberg... Well, no, yeah, but that was, that was like 60s. Or yeah, so we have done Far Back. Uh... And we did uh, that Dracula, the God Horror episode. That's that's old as fuck. That's like fifties. Yeah, so we've done pretty far back, but sixties. As far as seventies, we've only done a couple. I think we did. Well, what about? Let me ask you this: What about well, seventy? So seventy-seven. I mean, I don't think we've done this. But now, the Brood. What year was the Brood? We did the Brood. Uh, uh, seventy nine. So, so it was a couple years. It's probably the next movie he did. Fast Company. Shiver. What about Shivers? Shivers was seventy five. You know that movie was way ahead of its time. It was. Yeah, but we're rabid today, and this I can already tell you, and this print is. And then of course, Scanners was eighty one that he did, which we've done. Yep. You folks uh, want to listen to that? Beautiful Cryptopsy. Thank you yep. guys again. Mm-hmm. 
go go see them anytime. So as you see on the screen, if you guys are following along the Scream Factory release, we're watching of. Uh, uh, produced uh, by John Gurney, <coughs> written yeah. and directed by Ivan Reitman, executive producer. Uh, to the music supervision on on Shivers, and he did um, <coughs> Death Weekend with Cronenberg, which the doctor told me that I definitely need to watch that. Um, yeah, we have a beautiful Canadian family here traveling around. <laughs> they're they're so Canadian, um, very Canadian. Yeah, it's like actually. <laughs> That dad's mustache. <coughs> it's like Strange Brew doesn't have shit on this on that family. They're like the most no. Canadian thing I've seen in a long time. And here comes the motorcycle. This sets up the premise for this whole gross out fest. If any of you are unfamiliar with anything Cronenberg's done, uh, you can start with this film. I wouldn't start with Shivers. That's a very bad one to start with. <laughs> you need to get the a little bit. It's a weird one. To yeah, start the brood is just. Strange. I love it, but it's, it's strange. It weird. It's very slow paced, and the payoff is just strange. It's just. Here we go. <clears throat> and just like that, motorcycle crash. And it starts. It's a beautiful print. I really like this. Uh, it looks really good. Um, uh, but let's look up... Uh, is that guy burning alive? <clears throat> He's just turning into fucking toast. Let's look up the films from 1977. Most of you guys already know the, uh, the, the bigger one here. I mean... We don't need to even say it, but I'll, I'll say it later. The fuck that is this? What a Cronenberg? Um, <clears throat> no, no. For the the movies for '77, there's one. Oh yeah, there's <clears throat> a big. There, well, there's there's a lot of big ones here. We I'm go. pretty sure <clears throat> my favorite movie. It came is. Out. I know what it is. Um, but we're gonna go through, and if you guys know how we do this thing, we're trying to give you a feel for what '77 was like in cinema. Then we get to the straight up horror in '77. Request for you also if you don't care to. Sure. I've had you do this before, but I'm a big fan of when you do this. Would you mind giving me some TV shows from '77? Sure. After you, you since do. since Marilyn Chambers has done this, you should look up the adult films during this time. I can look up. Have I heard adult films? I can do that. Yeah. But uh, what we normally do, if you're not familiar with this, we'll look up what came out in '77, like the normal films, and then we'll go to the straight up horror films that came out in '77, just to give you a feel for what was going on. And I'll start. With, Start off with some classic ones here. Let's see. I start with a really good one. A lot of good horror came out. Uh, we'll start with Pete's Dragon. A little, you know. Love that the Disney classic Disney film. Oh yeah. Now is that the live action or is that a cartoon? Cartoon. I like the yeah. Uh, High Anxiety. Mel Brooks, one of his best. Good movie. Uh, you got Slapshot. Paul oh. Newman. One of the best sports films. Very good movie. Got Kentucky Fried Movie. That's a strange movie. That is strange. Uh, Another Disney film, we got The Rescuers. That was big. I liked that as a kid. Uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Rest in Peace, Roger Moore. Yeah, Rest in Peace. Saturday Night Fever, huge hit. Back then, one of the biggest. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I like that Spielberg movie. A lot of people don't like it. I like that one. I think it's cool. It's, it's got a lot of, you know. I like it. Um, the favorite thing from 77, I mean, I would actually go more towards horror for me for 77 being one of my favorite movies of all time. But uh, I'll go Doctor's Favorite and then my favorite for the biggest films of that year. And we'll, we'll, Please. It's, a, it's a short list, but because they were so big. This was... The year of the summer blockbuster was 77. It was the first summer blockbuster um, 
And I'm pretty sure that ever my movie out. didn't even come close. But I'll tell you what's interesting. No, but it's still it's still great. Well, it it it, it actually that was movie wasn't supposed to make any money, and it mm-hmm. made a lot of money. Yep. Um, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, love that movie. Which is Doctor West. It really is. Doctor West's favorite. My favorite movie. It's and then my favorite, obviously, at least of that year, for regular movies. May is, I do it? Is yeah. I know your favorite movie of that year, and it's Star Wars: A New Hope. Thank you. It's a beautiful film. The first uh, summer blockbuster film. Yeah. And you could tell because not a lot of big movies came out that year, but it's like Smoking <laughs> the Bandit, boom, and then Star Wars, boom. Yep. Um, horror movies, great year for horror movies. See, I can't. So good. Now, Halloween is seventy-eight. Correct. This is I, so you've got. I'm going to be honest with you. Right 70, now, 79 Everybody's going to think I'm losing or, my mind I mean, here. I can't think of a goddamn thing. You're, this is going to blow your mind. One of them, I'm surprised you haven't said. Well, right. give me a second. It's a big one. There's a lot of big. Well, ones. first, first of all, first of all, it's not Phantasm. No. It's not Halloween. Nope. It's not Friday the Thirteenth. Nope. Because that started in eighty. Yep. Uh, it's not the burning. It's not. Nope. Uh, it's not even a slasher per se. I, 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 oh no! It's not The Exorcist because The Exorcist is like seventy. It was already out. That movie's like seventy. There was another Exorcist that came out in seventy-seven. Oh, part two. Yep. Heretic the Heretic. Yeah. Um, so there's one, guys. We'll, we'll start off with Exorcist Two: The Heretic. I'm trying. I feel like I'm going to feel. Here, I'll name stupid. some, and maybe you'll 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 get it. Uh, I'll start off small. We've got Driving Massacre. 77. Love that movie. The Spell. The Island of Dr. Moreau. The Incredible Melting Man. I've got that. One of the goriest sequences ever made is in that. Rick uh, Baker. Yep. Last House on Dead End Street. Okay. Which I think they're putting out uh, somewhere. Uh, the Child. What else we got? Is Invasion of the Body Snatchers 77? Mm-hmm. You got House, the the Japanese one. That's very strange. It's worth a watch if you guys have never seen it. Uh, Shockwaves, which they're supposed to be. Doing. I have that. It's already out. Eraserhead, put it classic out. David Lynch. I've got that. I've got the car. I've got that. I love that movie. Yep. James Brolin, or the, excuse me, J- uh, yeah. yeah, James Brolin. Yes, The Sentinel. I have that. That's a good movie. Burgess Meredith. My favorite horror film to come out that year and this is one of the biggest ones and then there's leaves the one that you need to figure out Suspiria 1977 there we are Jen. no wait there's another one it's American it was a debut film it's not this no it's a debut film from a young director that would go on to make one of the most profitable slasher franchises of all time Started with this film. Wait a minute! I think I know it. We haven't done it yet either. As Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Boom. Wow, that's Hills Have Eyes. Seventy-seven. I never remember that. I always yep. want to say that. It's I always like, thought it was earlier. Me too. Like seventy-six or something. Because it's so great. But yeah, it's yeah. The Hills Have Eyes. Seventy-seven. West Craven. Uh, so yeah. Great year for horror films. Seventy-seven was yes. really knocking it out. Especially, great movies, what especially great movies the, that year. In the foreign, you know, Suspiria coming out was absolutely huge. Oh, update to make everybody, well, Corey and I, sick. It won't make you guys. You guys will be happy listening to this on Amazon right now. You can get the collector's edition limited. Hills Have Eyes from Arrow for twelve dollars. 
I bought it for twenty bucks. They're literally selling it for twelve fucking dollars. Fye was selling it for like fifty dollars. Twelve dollars, kids. I got it for twenty bucks from Severin because they had some arrow Love stuff. Love that movie. It's such a good. And it's movie. the same thing. It's the it's the Big Daddy, and they had some arrow titles with them, and I was like, oh. One thing Fye did have though, they had Jack Frost, and it was like twelve bucks. That's really cheap. It's cheap. Really, I've seen it. I've never seen that cheap. Um, oh, Kathy's Curse. Speaking of, that, I have that. That that came out seventy seven. Severin put that out. Yep. And Ruby that came. Or out it was either Severin or was it or was it? Uh, here, here's your company. Vinegar. That, no, it was Severin. I thought it may have been Redemption that put that out. Severin that put out Kathy's Curse. Did Zombie Lake come out in seventy seven? I don't think so. Jungle Holocaust did. That's one. The Uncanny. You're not um, seeing Zombie Holocaust? Mm-hmm. Oh, the... Uh, zombie Lake is what I was saying. Not Zombie Holocaust. Zombie Lake. Yeah. Let me see. I don't think I've seen that one. That's 81. Let me tell you kids something right now. That is The Doctors, other than Dawn of the Dead. That is my favorite zombie film. Really? Now, who did that one? Here, here they are in order. Zombie Lake, Dawn of the Dead, and, and just because I saw Zombie Lake first, I love Dawn of the Dead. I'm wearing a Dawn of the Dead shirt. Yeah. But I love Dawn. Zombie, those are my two favorite. And then three is uh, is the Savini Night of the Living Dead. I love that movie. It is good. I love it. I know I like, he's a butt, uh, but it, I love, love <laughs> the movie. I don't know what one of my... Uh, a lot of people like Day of the Dead. Jeremy Wagner from Broken Hope. Big George Romero fan, George. The Pass. gore, the Huge gore in Day, Day of the Dead. Dead is great, but as far as the pace, I gotta go Dawn, man. As far as the pace, I don't like how they're in one place the whole time, like that underground bunker. The underground and the military yeah. guys, it's not relatable. Oh, oh, I gotta mention this. I gotta mention. It's gotta mention this for Matt Olivo, Matt, Doctor Vince West here. If you're listening to this, Matt, during our interview, tells a cool story how the sergeant, the asshole in Day of the Dead. Goes in his convenience store where he buys groceries and stuff, but he's never had the nerve to talk to him. That Joe Paseco or whatever. Really? Yeah, I swear, that's it's in the interview because that's his favorite. He loves Day of the Dead, and and I want to apologize, Matt. Also, if you're listening to this, because I don't have Day of the Dead, so yeah. it's something that uh, I had to sell. Yeah. I need some money, so if we're going to sell one, just don't sell the Don because that's well, uh, actually you, be worth money. That ain't, I actually have, no. Um, sell the the new one. Um, Anyway, so TV shows, and this is like the Doctor's Candy Shop right here. This is some of his favorite stuff, which is there must be the reason he wanted me to do this. Just it so is. He can hear. I mean, it's my childhood. <clears throat> got the, I had the the bowl right cut. off the bat. Everybody's asking about the bowl cut. Jason, friend of ours, that just uh, added Corey added, and a friend of mine. He was talking about do you. You ever see your bowl cut, man? And he was joking me. I was like, man, you've been listening to our shit. It was a metal bowl cut. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go right off the bat, first thing. The Love Boat, 1977, which has done a lot of jokes, several jokes on here about that. Uh, Three's Company, debuted in 77. Mr. Uh, Ritter. Eight is Enough. Uh, I watched it. Fantasy Island. Loved it. And you got... Uh, you should have asked Malcolm McDowell about the remake of Fantasy Island. Uh, Chips. Love it. I have the complete series. Lou Grant. I'll watch that. Man from Atlantis. I'll watch that. The Richard Pryor Show. Of course i watched watch that. Awesome. I wasn't supposed to watch it, but I did. The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries. Great stuff. Uh, 
The Betty White Show. Yes. Busting Loose. Yeah. The Fitzpatrick's. I'm just reading off stuff. I have no idea yeah. about some of this stuff. The Incredible Hulk. Of course I watched that. Boom. Little Nerd. Little Bow Cut. Got my Hulk on fucking layaway. Here's a really good one that I've actually watched. Logan's Run. Great show. Don't Great movie. Me. Great show. What was that? Quark? Is that how you say that? Someone's going to kill me for saying that. Quark. Quark? Is that how you say it? It depends on what it is. Quarf. <laughs> fart. Just a penis fart. The Amazing Spider-Man, I guess, was a show in 77? Yes, it was a live-action thing. It was awesome. That doesn't exist. If that ever existed on DVD or Blu-ray, I would I will see you for a month. No, I would be... Because it's actually, it's actually really cool. All right, I guess that's it. Uh, Laverne and Shirley started in 76, so it was still going. Uh, yeah, Happy Days was still on, too. Yeah. Got a lot of good stuff that kept on, kept on trucking on. Now, as we go back to the film for a minute, uh, we see that Marilyn Chambers is in recovery mode after her little motorcycle wreck. And what uh, this guy doesn't know is that she's going to have this weird armpit thing, and there you go. I think I cut myself or something. She's got this little fucking armpit stinger that infects people. It's fucking gross. Okay, here we go, kids. <clears throat> I don't get the like. Does it is does she need it for sustenance? Like she has to have it. She's hungry. Or these are the metal albums slash hard rock records of of the time. Ugh. Now there's not a lot, but there's definitely some standout stuff. And a debut from one of Corey and I's favorite bands this year, which is my number one. But we'll get to that later. We're going to start right out. Alice Cooper Show by Alice Cooper. Awesome. Good Live album. Uh, Triumph, Canadian band, Rock and Roll Machine. The debut record, minus the classic lineup, This, but this was with Randy Rhodes from Quiet Riot. Wow. Um, Rainbow on stage. Can't beat that shit. Aerosmith, Draw the Line. Great album. Big fan. Nazareth, Expect No Mercy. Awesome. Another really good band. Hard Rock Band doesn't really get any credit. Rush, A Farewell to Kings. Nice. Uh, Kiss Alive 2. Oh, yeah. Uriah Heap, Innocent Victim. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the best stuff for last. Kiss Love Gun. I can't really... It's my favorite Kiss record. Okay, there you go. Oh, Lots Out God, from my... UFO. Oh, that's gross. See the guys in Spectres from Blue Oyster Cult. It's on my New York. Sin after sin from Judas Priest. Love it. Taken by force by Scorpions. Fuck yeah. News of the World by Queen. Which they just had the anniversary this year, and actually saw Queen uh, earlier this month, and they had. uh, I didn't know the mascot for News of the World. His name was Frank, and they had him throughout the show. It was really neat. So. Cool. Let There Be Rock from ACDC. And the number one oh, yeah. and debut album from the late and great fucking genius and the master, as far as I'm concerned, of all New Wave of British Heavy Metal, Motorhead Motorhead from the gentleman from... It's cool. This is very in tune with the episode because <coughs> I got the Motorhead shirt on. It is. You got the Dawn of the Dead. We have Matt Olivo. We have a lot of Dawn of the Dead shit We're talking about. So there you now. go. Boom, man. But my number two and one are ACDC, Let There Be Rock, and then, of course, the self-titled from Motorhead. Yeah. Featuring Vibrator, which is one of my favorite. Oh, it's songs. awesome. 
If you guys have any issues with ACDC, whether it's because they're too popular or they're too Australian or whatever it is. You really need to go do some drugs and listen to those records. You don't even have to. It's just, that's rock and roll, man. That's whenever they turned it over on its side. And they, they flipped it up completely. And I'm going to do out. something I've, I've not done before. This is for <clears throat> this is for our number one. I'll say Phantasm gives <clears throat> ACDC a big old horn, for sure. Yes. They're, I mean, and uh, if you're listening... They've they never a- changed. <clears throat> they never changed, even though... They lost Bon Scott. They got Brian Johnson. They still never changed. He still sounded just. If you want, I can let a cat out of the bag. But we've got a we've got a big old big old guest coming from ACDC to this podcast, and that's not even because of that. I'm honestly saying, like ACDC's always kept it true to their that style. band is uh, fucking amazing. I think what makes you rock and roll or what makes you metal has not only a lot to do with your sound and your attitude, but it also has to do with just you know the statement you're making. And they just play fucking music, you know. And that's a good thing. They're not trying to set any trends. They never tried to like dress a certain way. You know, uh, Angus does his own schoolboy thing. You know who else does that? Nobody. That's his thing. You know. So they they get the big <coughs> big thumb up from us. Let There Be Rock was released on March twenty first, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, Two days after Mrs. Gorecrest's birthday. There you go. And then we're going to go to our number one now and a little, just a couple of tidbits on it, which is the first Motorhead album. <clears throat> the first Motorhead album was released on. Holy shit. The first Motorhead album was released on August 21st, 1977. Today. We got to put that on the Facebook. We dropped the ball. Isn't that weird? We've not been on there today. I haven't been on all damn day. I just slipped on a Motorhead shirt because that's what I wanted to wear today. And boom, it's the day the first Motorhead record came out. I'll take care of it right now. It's weird, isn't it? It is. I mean, I wear this shirt a lot, but I haven't wore it in like a few weeks. I just saw it today. Store, today, kids. And I put it on. The first album from Lemmy and the Boys. It's fucking nasty. And I mean Motorhead is in Fast Eddie Clark and Lemmy and... The Motorhead. And Filthy Phil. Motorhead that, you know... The Motorhead I grew up with. Were the generals of the new wave of British heavy metal. Took the punk movement, threw it in in a blender, and essentially... And I was reading this recently. I want to actually talk to you about this, Corey, while we're talking about Motorhead. I'm going to put that on the page. Lemmy sort of created thrash. He created fast music, period. I mean, it's... That's It's pretty goddamn awesome. Whenever it came out... You know, Motorhead was the fastest band. We didn't have Venom or any of that stuff. They were about to be there. They were they were pretty much there. You know, but Motorhead was the fastest band on the planet, and nothing came in front of them. You know, because uh. Venom came out what seventy nine. So the world hadn't seen Venom just yet. They were a part of all that, but even then they weren't like really... I think Motorhead was kind of faster than Venom, really, if you look back on it. Well, we're going to take care of that right now, kids. I will update our page. Because Lemmy was too punk for punk. He was too metal for rock and roll. He was just Lemmy. A lot of people, you know... uh, this putz that I met when I was interviewing, I won't even reveal him because I wouldn't have to be professional, but this putz that I met 
when I was doing some interviews at uh, at a concert recently, was telling me how unimportant Motorhead was, and I I was happy to inform him. Do you slap that. him in the face? No, but it just lets me know where people. It's the forty. They like fucking Metallica, but they don't. There forty we go. years ago today, I got it taken care of. It's on. That's crazy. Done. Wow. It's a done deal. That's just cool, you know. The things we do on this podcast. We got you covered, guys. Don't worry. I don't have to put this episode up today. <laughs> well, I mean, if I if I had fucked up, you know, I... Hey, we got it, you know. Trying to put something on cool there. Lemmy's just a badass Start man. quiet a second. Kids Whoever right. has problems with that, I mean... Most people don't. Anybody that actually knows anything about music. Our neighbors are, like, killing each other. That's what it sounds like. This is so weird, though. This chick's just like, you know... Well, it's Marilyn Chambers, but she's, like, whoring these, these guys out for her armpit. It's just fucking gross. Ah! Is there something living in her armpit? Yeah, after that fucking motorcycle wreck, she got, like, this fucking stinger in her armpit. Huh. It's fucking... Only I haven't only watched this, Cronenberg. this in forever. Only Cronenberg. Ugh. But, yeah, you know, and... Motorhead, to me, is just an important band. I think Motorhead is... Uh, I think his legacy speaks for itself, and... You know, there are a lot of people that I'm not going to give any credit to that 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 love him that I'm not going to mention on this podcast that I want to run over in my car. But you know, at least <laughs> at least they like at least they like you know. Let me. They give credit where credit's due. You know. But I don't know, man. It's just. Uh... Oh wow, Jerry Lewis died today. That was. Uh... Was it yesterday? The day before. Oh, it was yesterday. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something I'm putting on our page. I think it's a little... Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, dude, but, you know, you did a lot of good work for children and shit with your telethon, but I just... No offense, I just it just doesn't really fit with our content. Sometimes, and I apologize, sometimes I'll put stuff on the page that probably really doesn't fit with the content, but I try to. Well, you know, our, everyone likes different shit. Can't really... I try to, you know... hold up to that kind of stuff for everybody but sometimes I fail epically wow this is just weird I want to mention that just because this is this makes me feel really fucking old Dirty Dancing was released today 30 years ago (laughs) that makes me feel old as fuck that's weird I want Kim Cattrall's birthdays today yeah Oh, I'm putting that up. That's one on the page. Try to find a good picture here. Here we go. Fucking Beastmaster was released yesterday. That's Don Coscarelli. Man, good movie, man. Mark Singer from fucking V. It's good shit. I gotta put it on the page. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Is that out on Blu-ray? No. That's bought when it is. That, that'll that probably end up being a Shout Factory thing. Or Arrow. It'll be one of the two. There's no, nothing smaller will get that, I don't think. Uh, of course, our friends in Suffocation are out on the road right now. I'd like to say hi to all those guys, Kevin and, and uh, Terrence and, and Charlie. Uh, you guys are doing good. Great bunch of dudes. Don't let the... Uh Anything about the lineup deter you from seeing them? Uh, I, I missed uh, being able to see them with the new lineup, but uh, what the doctor said, I can assure you, it's just as nasty as uh, they've always been. They don't let up, so definitely uh, go catch them on the road. Don't new be records, great too. Don't let people deter you away oh, yeah. from that. It's if it takes you a few listens, then it takes you a few. Along listens. with the doctor, it was my favorite. Uh, it was my album of the month as well for July. So I loved every bit of it, and I'd say Expulsion is probably the favorite now. Um, now she's trying to get a lesbian action going. That's how desperate she is. Now she's farting in the. Was that? Did she fart? I'm not sure. It's kind of hot, and then it's like really disgusting because she's just like fucking choke slamming him with this stinger. Gross. It's a stinger splash. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're in a hot tub. Yeah, Come I'm on, people. This, mo- this movie is gory, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's not over the top. It's just kind of you know what's. It's just the context of it's really gross because she's just. I like, can't see the stinger. They only showed it like a couple times. It's like really quick. It's fucking gross. Well, it would almost make you think that this movie should have been called The Brood and Not Rabbit. Yeah, but she's not having like a million kids. Like all these people aren't even like fully infected yet. They're right, about to start right, that's what you're saying. eating people and Right now she see there's the guy she stung first. And he's he's about to go bananas. Um I I wanted to announce something to you guys, and Corey's probably gonna shit because we've never even talked about this, but I'm gonna go ahead and include him in it. Okay. Uh we're gonna um we're gonna try something uh for you guys. Um Oof. Uh, we, we've got Venom Incorporated coming on uh, in October this fall. Super excited about that. And it'll be, it'll be the return of the Gore Christ. Yep. Cool. I want to welcome Corey back. Uh, on the road interviews. We've done that. Yeah, man, it's going to be amazing. At the and, home and office, but the home headquarters, but, you know. Uh, but I want to. I wanted to ask everybody if you guys are into it. I think we're going to we're gonna do a, a live broadcast from there. I think Corey and I are going to do like a little live, little goof-off thing and. We'll interview some of these clowns that I know that do go to the shows down there, and we'll fuck off or do something stupid. For we should. Show. We should do like a little, do something weird, and we'll little, do some audio on the road, wheelchair fucker, and that we'll reunite the, the, the we'll triad little, there of. Uh, we'll do us. a little vlogging or whatever they call it. Even though he case. forgot my birthday anyway. Um, Speaking of which, and I forgot until just now, I got to give you your gift courtesy from FrightRags.com. That is very awesome. Uh, that's that wasn't where I was going with that. I was actually just slamming. Wheelchair, but it was right here. I was slamming the wheelchair because it's fun to slam wheelchair. I heard this. Where is it? I just wore my life. I don't know. It wasn't. I think Tootie ate it. Tootie, did you eat my gift? It was where your bag was. Right. He's here. just like, don't worry about it. I ate your gift. Um. Did I lose it? Speaking of my birthday, because I haven't got to do this yet, I want. No, it was on top of your bag. Is it in your bag now? No. No. I want to formally thank Alex from Crisian and Maddie Way from Pathology for the birthday wishes, as well as I would like to thank my co-host and best friend, 
Mr. Gorkreist for his love and attention to detail and, and work that he does on everything involved with this podcast. Um, well, I'd like to present live on the air <laughs> my birthday present. The doctor's birthday present. Uh, I got that on the page too, everything that we were talking about. You know, the doctor can go back in time when he wants if he feels older and he can just be. I try to. You know, how well I do with that, but I try. Tries to be a time demon whenever he feels me. And this is from the newest Evil Dead 2 line that just came out a week ago. Always like that. Yeah, you get your little free prize bag, courtesy of Fright Rags. They always throw in their little extras. And if you ever got anything from uh, Cavity Colors, they throw in some extra stuff. Sometimes candy and all that. I love the sleeve, the the tagless with the logo. Got you, you, got you a fat guy shirt like you always. No, I got that's a fat guy shirt. Let me see it. Let's see the print. Beautiful. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so much cooler in person. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Thank you, man. I love you. I appreciate it. I love you too, dude. This yeah. one that I got him is the wood shit. Yeah, uh, it's just it's so fucking awesome. It's gray and red. It's beautiful. It's got ash on the front. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That goddamn car. Yeah, and, and the cabin, and you got the fucking. The, b- both the fucking uh, the dead eyes, the fucking the dead by dawn, dead eyes. Uh, I forget the dude's name. It's like Charlie or something. They made a shirt with him on it. Just him. yeah, just him, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm I'm actually sitting out. I'm gonna get one of the the Robocop one. You're he's gonna get. I gotta tell you guys about this. If you've not went and checked out, so we always try to share product stuff, even though for some reason. I can't ever get anybody to play ball with us from the company, even though I've spent a thousand dollars with them in just a, six months. But anyway, um, <laughs> and that's fine. And they got shit going on. They don't care about me because they had Corey Taylor from Slipknot do a promo for them recently. So I guess like they don't give a shit about me or Ghost and Rob Crombie. But <laughs> the shirt Corey wants, and I love it, is if you remember in RoboCop, we got a RoboCop fans out there. RoboCop. There's a scene where it's with Clarence, where he's driving. Yeah, and 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 the, that guy is already he is mutilated where he's gotten hit, he with, had, toxic he got hit with toxic waste, and he's like running around melting. And, and he turns into like a cream potato when he hits. Him. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Isn't a clam chowder? It's fucking raunchy. Paul Verhoeven movies, kids. Starship Troopers, Total Recall, RoboCop, very gory, Basic sci-fi. Instinct. You know, it's a little different. Those he did Basic still, Instinct too. Yes, yeah. Paul Verhoeven sent some great stuff. It's one of my first whack off movies. Oh yeah, man. Sharon Basic Stone always gave me a stiff one. I think Wes Craven <laughs> fucked her too. Probably. Oh, he alluded to it on that commentary. Remember? Oh yeah. For uh, gave her the Sharon Bone, Deadly Blessing. No. Yes, yes, Deadly Blessing. Um. Where was I going with that? Anyway, deadly we've not we've not done RoboCop, and I want to tell you guys why I've not done. We it. almost did. I think RoboCop should go to a thrash band. Yeah, it's eighties. It like just seems pin- like it should go to a thrash band. It's a pinnacle now, when we have band. a thrash band that I feel like it fits to, then you, you know, know. Who I'd be half tempted to give it to if they did our podcast. Overkill. Yeah, I'd give them RoboCop. That sounds fitting because they do all that. Ew, there you can see the stain. Screen Factory Enter to Win contest. Yeah, I already have all this stuff. Looks like a fucking cat butt. It's like inside her armpit. It's like... It's a vagina in her thing. It's a vagina. 
It's fucking gross. It looks like a cat butt. Scream Factory, I don't care about your fucking... Oh, uh... Butt crack, the movie. <laughs> Jackals, rated up. Oh, uh, this Wednesday is when they're going to have that society stuff. Cavity Colors. Great movie. They're about you know, to maybe I should have given that what we were going to initially do, but I, I don't know. It just still, it still just doesn't seem like the guest fit. This seems perfect for Matt. Yeah, Emil is that guy that's like Aah! from uh, RoboCop. I'm totally buying one of those T-shirts if they don't sell out. I feel like that's a weird one where people are like, "That's weird," which is exactly why I'm going to buy it because it's just him melting on the shirt. It's, there's not even like a logo or a RoboCop nothing. It's just like. Aah! Oh, he she got the doctor guy, so now he's he's infected. Um, because he was fucking observing her orifice. Arrows the Slayer is something. He's uh, missed it. I look like a fucking larvae. Arrows the Slayer is something that you guys, if you're if you're true hardcore horror fans, that's a collector's thing for sure. You gotta have that. It's something that you definitely might want to look into. I. uh my internet being a sack. Although it doesn't come up for another week over here, but... What's some uh, some of the adult films? Or at least the... Marilyn Chambers. Let's hear some of her... I don't do real well looking that stuff up on here. I'm going to try, but... <laughs> Shit. But yeah, I know uh, they... Cavity College has been teasing... Uh, Maniac Cop stuff too So I guess that'll be in Like a week or two Of course everybody's still on this Eclipse stuff That's the other weird thing Yeah that That was It's It almost makes you wonder if like Humanity restarted today or something Or it's just in tune with what's going on You know Never really tell. Ew. What my hot egg fart? Because I've let yeah that one. too. But this fucking dude is <laughs> eating like raw meat. <laughs> I've let I've let another uh, hot egg. Dude's eating his own eyeball. There we go. It's like some fucking mad hobo shit. There you go. Get the arm crunch. Now everybody is starting to go bat shit. And this doctor is about to. Unfold here. You know what's fun is looking up people's garbage pictures on uh, on the internet of the eclipse. It just looks like they fucking drew it with a sharpie on a fucking bathroom stall. It's like why'd you take a picture of that? Can you just see it and enjoy it? It's like nope. I gotta take a picture of everything I do. Hey, everybody I know has a picture of it, and none of them look good. Well, remember, it's it today, and I saw this on the on the local news here in Florida. It said "Great American Escape." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Just hit play on that. It's real quick. Okay. 
And you get much more out of your Eclipse glasses than you bargained for. <laughs> it's fucking They Live. That's the shit. Good job, Cavity Colors, on that one. Love They Live. One of the best John Carpenter movies. If you guys have never seen They Live, it's definitely worth watching. It's more than worth watching. It's definitely it's an essential. Oh, here we go. Look. Here's some finger... Some finger stabbing. Oh, nasty! Okay, now I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Corey. <laughs> yes, got some finger sucking. Don't see that too much. I mean, in Marilyn Chambers movies, you see a lot of finger sucking, but that was like finger blood sucking. And now he's straight up doing a rear naked choke, neck bite. <laughs> rear naked choke. That's what he was doing. So this is where shits hit the fan in this film, and it's only. Well, let me get a counter. After all this time, I'm still not used to PlayStation. Just gotta. So I don't wanna fuck anything up. It's, where's my counter? No. God damn it. I don't know how to pull up a fucking counter on here where it shows me the time. No idea. I think it's the D pad. There it is. Sorry. It took me a minute 32 to minutes, 9 seconds, but I totally, like, skip stuff to. Get back to here. Or he's like, look, it's a potato man. Or some shit. Oh, did you fast forward it? Yeah. It's alright, this is... God damn it. I started the movie I don't over. know how to get it to fucking stop. <laughs> it does, it's just like, oh, we're, keep going. We went from uh, Xbox to PlayStation, which was a huge upgrade for me and Corey, personally, but... Oh, shit. There's the Hellraiser stuff. Holy fucking shit. It's all Hellraiser 3 stuff, too. Oh, they show, They have the whole thing? Oh, my God. They showed a sneak peek of one of them. Do they have all of it up? Yes. Let me share it, and you can... Okay, sorry, guys. That, that one is fucking bought. We're going back and forth. I'm going to go back to the blood-sucking part here. Here we go. Here I come with a belly full of rocks. So now we're on 38 minutes. Nope. That one right there is bought. That looks almost like mine that I have. Except it's better because it's Hellraiser 3. Yours is Hellraiser 3. Yeah, but this one he's got the box and shit too. The one I have he's just kind of... It's still Hellraiser 3 though. Yeah. I think they're cool, man. Those are cool shirts. I'm going to buy that one too. Which one? That same one. Yeah, it's sick. I don't know. I just like that one. That one's kind of cooler. The the straight up one with him with the box is nasty. The yeah. black and red one. Mm-hmm. I ain't sure with Hellraiser on it. You're good to go. Let's see, I'll look up. Uh, they also have a black baseball T-shirt. And uh, okay, Thursday, August twenty fourth. So this Thursday, there's a sneak peek of that. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm all about that. Cavity Color Society. Yeah, that's good stuff. Society's good shit. Um, let me that. see the Fright Rags. I'm sure they have it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to reach out to fans here with this. If, if we ever have anybody listening to us and you come across some Fright Rags Phantasm shirts, feel free to email me directly. Message me directly, kids. So I'm interested in buying them from you. I know they're out there. 
Oh, they are. And it chaps my ass. <laughs> There's a goddamn Lord of the Dead shirt that I fucking want. Yeah. I don't know why, but over the past year, I love Phantasm 3. It's great. I love that movie. And I really love part one. Watching part one with you was fantastic. And I want to also announce to everybody that Corey and I will be at a horror fest in Florida. And we're going to be going to see uh, Suspiria. Suspiria. And it's I was just like, uh, they can have my 20 bucks or whatever they want for it. I don't care. I'm going to see it. And and where they're having it at, we can buy beer and stuff. So I'm going to get yeah, drunk. Yeah, so it's it. a beer theater. So, so uh, and wheelchair fucker's going to drive us. So he's going to chunk up the cash so we can get loaded. Yep. There we go. And then I'll have him drop us some word for eats after we get drunk. Be a taco beasy or a... Uh, if y'all haven't realized this yet, McBeasy. I want to be more clear about wheelchair fucker. Wheelchair fucker is actually my chauffeur. Sometimes he's our my, chauffeur. He's my way. Alfred to... Uh, as I'm his Batman. But yeah. He's also Mr. Fox sometimes. Actually, I'm more than Mr. Fox because I have a technology stuff true hand you with the tools I got the tools but yeah so Suspiria Theaters kids at a, at a horror convention coming to your town if not uh, they're also in certain cities there's only a few of them but they're showing the uh, never before released like Italian uncut version right now uh, maybe it's in October they're showing in a few cities in the US speaking of our of, of those films let's Let's hop on over while I'm on the on a roll here with this and see what our friends over at Synapse are up to. I always check on them, but I think they're still gone until today. Maybe they got back or it's supposed to be late August. They were going to come back and do some announcements maybe. Whoa. Here is the current listings for our 4K restoration of Suspiria. Oh, shit. Really? Yep. Hey, the one day I don't go look and, and check them out is they finally put the Suspiria shit up. Yep, this is from uh, four hours ago. Put it on a page. Yesterday they put up, for those who missed this, yesterday's news on the 4K restoration of Spirit, it's now available theatrical bookings. So this is on their Facebook. They put it up. Correct. They always check their website under the... Snaps returns to Horror Hunt Weekend in Indianapolis, where we'll have a popcorn phenomena, Demons 1 and 2, pretty much every other entire Snaps catalog for sale. However, the steelbooks are gone. Hmm. Wish we knew that. It's available for theatrical booking in 4K from 20th Century Fox and Criterion Pictures in North America only. If you want to see our Suspiria restoration in 4K in your area, please ask your local theater to book it from Fox or Criterion, which is probably what our city's been waiting on doing. Uh, we hope you. Have it's already done. They've already booked it. I know that. I'm just waiting to hear when we actually. I need a goddamn date. You know what I'm saying on this motherfucker? I need a date. Yeah. I need a date on this bitch. And if you want Phenomena, the uh, two disc Blu ray, not the Steelbook, is 37% off on Amazon on September 12th. Yeah, so. you don't get a soundtrack and you're fucked. But. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, that says uh, no release date until the disc is 100% finished. So the actual content they're pumping out for Suspiria. I know we're getting a soundtrack. Oh, we have to. Yeah. Look at that shit. A doctor. And I want to ask. I, I want to ask Corey something here because I don't know if you guys are confused by this. I don't understand <coughs> it. 
why do we not get interviews, but then uh, uh, somebody we want to have interviewed goes on Ask Me Anything Reddit? What is that? What the fuck is that? Reddit? What is that? <laughs> Reddit is a uh, like forum, like an online forum. Well, it's gay. It's like a... <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It's a written thing. It's not like a... Well, it's fucking dumb. Oh. You would go on that, and you won't, you'd sit there and tell us you're coming on our thing, and you fucking don't do it. And he never said he would come on, but... Yeah, he told me he would. Oh. Yes, well, he did. I'm going to leave that nameless kids out of professional courtesy. I was going to say, as another professional courtesy, I'm not going to say who it is or who the person that I saw that said that. Um... One of his ex-band members uh, recently came on and defended himself because apparently he said some uh, shitty things about an ex-band member on that interview. And it pissed off the ex-band member on Facebook who I'm friends with who is in a band that we like that we've interviewed fairly recently. Um, Well, I can't say on here. We'll just have to talk about it later. But can I ask you a question? Just just if you can is it C L? Huh? It's somebody we've had on? Not the person that not the person, but it's he's in the band that we've had on. The person I just showed you in that interview trashed somebody that we've had on. Somebody that's in a band that we've had on. That used to be in his band. Were they mad at him? No, he just was kind of defending himself because he said some shit about him. Like, uh... Oh, no, he just said something really shitty about him on the interview. Do you know if he trashed W from M on that interview? Do you know what no, I just said? No, 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 no. Yes. He no. didn't? No. Because I'm, I'm not friends with him on Facebook, so. I am, but I was curious if that's where you were going with that. But. No. Um, I mean, he's never said a goddamn word to me, but whatever. Let me see if um, it's still up. Who the hell is Elizabeth, Tennessee? Who the fuck is that? No idea. They're always liking her stuff, Elizabeth, Tennessee, but yet she lives in, like, fucking Norway. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Anyway. I'm trying to find it, but... Maybe he took it down because he got too much heat. I don't know. Who, uh, Jay from I took it down? Or or no, you're saying no, the no. guy he trashed took it down? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not seeing it. Well, the guy I was going to guess is somebody we've never had on. So I guess I could say who that was, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to. We try to keep it professional, kids. I'm not very good at that sometimes because I have a really bad temper. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, but the other guy. Oh no shit! So he was like motherfucker. Well, the, the the guy that posted about it did did RD say anything about? Were they trashing? Dude, were they trashing just them in general? Oh, he used to be in that band. Yeah, and, and I never knew that. And he was saying stuff like, I don't even remember because it's not up anymore for me to look at, but he was just trashing him on that interview like openly and, you know, he just was defending himself on on the internet. So, you know, that stuff happens between band members, you know, they're not 
I guess they weren't. From I never knew he was from that band. Yeah. Totally. Well, you know, I, I'll say this about the current band he's in, and nobody will have any idea what we're talking about, but it'll at least let you and I wrap this up so we can continue on this podcast. But I think R.D. is the shit. Who? I know that oh, yeah, yeah. R.D. is the shit. <laughs> that's, that's the goddamn man right there. That guy's nasty. Nasty. One of my, one of my top ten death metal vocals, honestly, ever. So, but yeah, I know he wasn't the one they were mentioning, but I don't know. I I guess this shit happens, man. People fucking napalm, and, and you guys can listen to some of our interviews, uh, like the Mike Smith interview or the uh, um, uh, shit. I uh, can't think of your name right now. Uh, anyway, the Mike Smith interview is a good example of folks not getting along that. We're former band members. Of course, I'd be mad too. But anyway, um, great interview. The Mike Smith interview. Another one you guys might want to check out that um, Corey and I are very proud of is the Monstrosity interview that we did with Lee Harrison, and that's a very bold and uncensored interview. <coughs> and uh, we've got some other stuff that we haven't put up that we probably should have. Uh, I did a decrepit birth interview. Uh, earlier this year uh, Matt the guitarist was an absolute gentleman Bill was rough around the edges and that's me being nice about it and we'll get it up eventually we just haven't got to it yet we probably should have done that one today but Matt Olivo was such a badass motherfucker I wanted to put it up here for him and I've got rabbit free Matt and I hope you enjoy it and hopefully we can get this on your page and all that good stuff because sometimes kids if we can't get it shared then nobody nobody knows it exists like the wonderful goat whore interview that I did, which I'm very goddamn proud of. Yeah, that's great. And, the, and and it never got it never went anywhere because we got sodomized somewhere, and I can't I can't say why for legal reasons, but whatever. We got fucked, and it wasn't by the band. So, uh, goat whore's new album's out now, and you should check it out. And they're one of my favorite bands. They're not my favorite band. I love them. I don't know. And why. you can catch them on tour in October with us. We will be in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm, I'm announcing this free. Come, come say hi to Corey and, and uh, ask where the doctor is, and I'll, I'll put my medical gear on, and I'll come take a picture with you, and we'll hang out and drink beer <laughs> and whatever you want to do. And nobody will probably do that because all our fans are in Europe, but, hey, we're working on getting to Europe, kids. We're working on it eventually. I hope uh, someday we can do that, uh, although we'll be without uh, Tootie Bear because he doesn't get on a plane. He's like yeah. Mr. T. He just doesn't travel like <laughs> But, um... Mr. T and the A-Team, B.A. Brock. Yeah, you can catch Godor with Toxic Holocaust <clears throat> and Venom Inc., uh, who are future guests on the podcast. And uh, and speaking of which, one of the Toxic, the toxic Holocaust guys actually mixed the uh, uh, Expulsion album. Yeah. I believe it was the singer. Which is awesome. Um, I don't know a lot about those guys, so but I'm cool with it, man. I mean, it's, Matt said it sounded like he said he was a cool dude, so it's like, it's cool. Whatever. I love his mixing work because that album's fucking sick. Uh, Expulsion has shirts now available, kids. So, and hopefully we'll see more of uh, Matt Olivo on that stuff. And we're going to share this right now for Matt. Uh, Joel Grind, that's uh, got. Yeah, it was Joel. Yeah, it was. So Joel, hopefully we can grab a beer with you if you're cool. And yeah, great work on. The definitely going to try to grab Sammy again if we can get that hooked up. I don't know if you've asked about that or not, or we will. I got Ben's number. I'll just ask him. Um, oh yeah, we'll just do that. So we'll probably have Goatwhore back on for you guys, and we'll let Corey say hi to the guys. I'm actually going to we'll probably let Corey do that interview because uh, 
Corey would rather not interview the Venom guys with me, so we're not going. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. We're gonna go. We're gonna go talk to those bad motherfuckers. Venom, oh. Venom on this podcast, kids. You guys should be excited. Not Cronus. Not that. Not that bullshit. And Cronus yeah. is the original member. We've got two original members. The for actual you. founder. One of the founders. The fuck, goddamn guitarist and the fucking drummer that are on everything. Yep. Classic. Everything. And there, if you haven't heard everything, um, Ave or whatever it, that that new record is fucking awesome. It is. It's really so, good. Uh, it's it's also a, like nine bucks on uh, Amazon. It's right got now. a great pace. Because to FYE it. didn't get it, neither did Best Buy. So if it says it's there, it's not. It's weird. It's a very like Swedish sounding record. Or actually, it's a very German sounding record. It's but they're totally not German. They're you know English. But the tone and like the furiosity of that record, it's. It's definitely different. It sounds very satanic, but not what Venom was trying to do. It sounds like, I know it's not German, but it sounds like satiricon kind of stuff. Like, very, like, uh, just riff-oriented, just uh, in-your-face kind of riffs. Like, it's just very powerful. Um, almost reminds me of that Denner Sherman record that came out, but not with the annoying singer. Um yeah, fucking Mantis and Abaddon are going to be on this motherfucking podcast. That's awesome. That's the original guitarist and the original drummer. If you don't like that, cool. I can't do much more for you than that. And it's also the return of Corey Gorecross at that show as well. And we're uh, the, uh, the the tour, you know. The... And here's the thing: if you like, if you like Cronus Venom, like like the stuff he puts out now, then you're a fruit. I like, you're I like, a fruit. You're I like, a fruit. I liked him in the band, but I don't like. Sure, him. but the stuff he puts out is. Good. I don't like him in dog shit. Whatever Venom is now, it's dog shit. Yeah. It's dog shit. And then they don't knock him. I will knock him. It's dog shit. Yeah. If you're not actually playing with Madison, a blad, a bad, a bade, a Aladdin, Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin's Disney. <laughs> anyway, if you're not playing with the two original cats. Then I'm not interested in your, your dumbass band. <laughs> he is. He's he's Robin Williams. Yeah. He's not dead. He's in Venom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what have I forgot to put on here today? Well, now she's gonna get this fucking nerdy bitch with her armpit on laundry day. Are we picking your uh, wife up? She doesn't say anything yet. It's <clears throat> fun. I gotta say no. Mrs. Gore Christ is having a. Drunken eclipse excursion right now. So, um, speaking of funny eclipse photo, I think I have one that's going to have to go on the page right here because it's pretty damn funny. <clears throat> I'm putting that on the page. It's fucking funny. <laughs> so, what was it besides the Motorhead thing that came out? <clears throat> Today there's another thing. Motorhead. There was another thing though. I thought Motorhead. That was weird. Is that it? Unless I posted something else that I don't fucking remember. Hmm. Oh yeah, Dirty Dancing. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't put that on the page. <laughs> you should <clears throat> just to be weird. <laughs> the I had the time of Tootie's life, and, and Tootie's he owes it all to you. way before. Yes, he swears it's the truth. When you leave, I'll drop a poot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and yes, I know that because I'm not a fanboy, because I was brainwashed by by the fucking radio station, which is a thing that music comes out of that people don't know what it is anymore nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's this thing that you tuned into and it played music and it would repeat itself. <laughs> anyway. 
Every ten minutes it plays the same one song. That's funny. Oh, yeah. It says, don't be like Jason. Wear your sunglasses. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of folks that, that, uh, that probably don't like... Uh, or don't want to give that Venom Inc. thing a chance. It's actually really good, you know, so... Anyway, we're happy to have him on the podcast. It's a fucking honor. And I'll, I'm welcoming him right now with Corey and welcome Venom Inc. to the Phantasm Podcast this fall. <clears throat> it's been a lot of hard Be work. Be on the lookout, folks, <clears throat> while uh, Marilyn Chambers is in the whack-off theater here. It's not really a whack-off theater, but she's she's looking forward to this fucking balding <clears throat> fucking pig hole. To okay, here's a true story. She did a porno to. called Behind the Green Door, Okay. This one's inside my red armpit. Now, we're going to talk about Behind the Green Door real quick. When I was little, this is a true story. It's one of my first masturbation memories. It's almost close to fall, so it's time for a masturbation story from Dr. Vincent West. And just just be sure, uh, this winter, Phantasm Records has uh, their first debut album coming out. And it's called (laughs) Masturbation Memories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... Behind the Green Door was on. Behind the Green Door was on. And I had a bunch of friends over. And what it is is Marilyn Chamber goes behind the Green Door. And it's so, it's so fucking funny. This, this, black, like this black man comes out. This black dude with like an afro comes out with his giant black dick. And, and he's torn his like tights where his dong's hanging out of his pantyhose tights. <laughs> and she fucking throats it, takes it in her buns. And then she gets fucking gang banged by like all these black dudes. And I remember as a young Dr. West spilling enough seed to repopulate the planet <laughs> over that scene. So, Marilyn Chambers, I love you. Happy to buy, buy your uh, horror movie. Thanks for all the wackies. Yeah, th- thanks for thanks for one of my first sack empties. Because <laughs> it's one of those where you couldn't do anything because all your friends are there and they thought it'd be funny to watch a porno. Then everybody goes to sleep and then I get up and whack it. <laughs> You're... You're, you're spilling your demon seed late at night. But anyway, yeah, so whatever, it was awesome. But You know yeah. what, guys? I um, just want to say a few things about the state of our our country, and I think Matt Olivo like this. You know, I like a new expulsion, I feel, is very political. And look at the... Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, the orifice just split open. It looks like a cat butt. He's trying to... He's like, ah! That has a stinger, like, on it. It's like a... I see what you're saying now. It's nasty. Party swappers. That's what I'm trying to get into. Yeah. It's not going to happen, though, because I think it's a dude. Anyway, um... Party swappers. That's what she just did. Had a little party swapper. She did a thorn swapper. Look, there he is in the... Uh... He's still just sitting in the fucking... (coughs) Theater, just like... Laid over. It's fucking gross. Now, when she attacks them, so they turn into a monster. Well, they turn rabid. They want because she she has to sting people because she like craves their like blood or something. So when they wake up, they crave other. Is she not hot though? And you know Cronenberg fucking whacked it to her movies. That's why he had her in this. Oh, I'm sure. You know he was fucking stroking his beat. There's a Carrie poster. Yeah. 
Was Carrie 77? No, it's not. It's earlier than that. Mm-hmm. It's like 76 or yeah, something. Six. Uh, yeah, oh, there's some hard nipples. She's had hard nips the whole show, the whole movie, but it's just still gross. Because she's also got a hard stinger. I, I, I always had a hard stinger when I watched her naked. <laughs> I did. I wanted to fucking bury my face in her fucking buns. Because she was such a fucking tramp. Yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is, man, and it's the truth, and I don't know how many people are honest with themselves about this, but I love me a trashy woman. Nothing nuts harder than a slut. We were talking about that earlier. It's like you got all these controlling dudes, and if you guys are listening to this, you're one of those. Just leave your girlfriend alone or women alone. Yeah, man. Don't. In the age of 2017, you shouldn't be slut shaming or anything. Let women fuck whatever they want, unless they're married. They don't have a legal obligation to be around you. So, and even if you are married to him, maybe maybe it wasn't. Yeah, there it to sucks begin to with get it. it sucks to get cheated on or whatever. Like that's different. You could be like fucking whore or whatever, but. If if you're single and the girl's single and she just like porks some dude and then she's like, hey, what are you up to? It's like, don't you want to be next? Like, aren't you're in line, buddy? Fucking go get it. You need to complain that she just fucked someone else. You're not the only dude on the planet. And if you were, she probably wouldn't fuck you to repopulate the earth anyway. So you're lucky you're getting a shake at it once. So. You know, in in my experience, I, I feel like the only way that I I've think ever, it's hot. It's like, yeah, you fucking slut. I think the only way that yeah. Well, I think Whatever. the I think the only Ugh. I think the only way personally that I've ever had a lot of success with sex with women is paying for it. Yeah, and they're not. Oh, I mean, would you wheelchair, pay for that? Wheelchair, no. Wheelchair. Oh. She's fucking wheelchair. Fucker doesn't you know pay for sex, but that's but, a nice cannibalism. But he fucking, you know... Oh, did the Mike Tyson a bit of zero? He does really dumb shit, you know. He sleeps with these fucking El Chunkos. Yeah, but they're also... uh, Now, what's the term again? Flying Ochato? (laughs) Flying Chato. No, (laughs) flying for Chato. Is it flying for Chato? Yeah. I'm going to ask Mrs. Gorecrest tonight if she has a friend that will give me a flying for Chato. Which, if you look it up on... uh, because she won't know, will she? She's Urban like, what the hell are you talking about? A flying forchado is uh, an over-the-pants hand job. Yeah. By the way, this is what I saw on that video. He was doing the... <laughs> so he was like standing there, not facing him. So It was, was the double stroke, and the, and the guy receiving the stroke was just like sticking it out there, like a wand, like Harry Potter. So the doctor yeah. was telling me a story about a few years ago where it was just a whole nightmare scenario where the you can tell if you want to go to the bathroom. This guy that we knew, actually, how the doctor and I met at this, you know, used record store, uh, you know, comic store, bookstore, whatever. Um, the guy that that I knew that you know, ooh, that's a nice, nice little stabbing there. Uh, Right in the leg. There we go. It's a nice blood. The film's not very gory. It's very bloody, but it's, it's very tasteful. There's a lot of penetration going on, and it's, for once, Marilyn Chambers is not penetrate, getting penetrated. She's doing the penetrating. Um, but anyway, the guy that I knew that I met the doctor through, he was, like, stuffing CDs in his pants and, like, found out he's, like, some fucking uh, thief at this record store and then 
and this is all for video footage because the doctor knows the guys that work at this place and uh, he saw the video footage because they thought it was funny but honestly it's very disturbing the doctor's still disturbed to this day this this uh, horrific uh, found footage of uh, these two guys one of them which he knew uh, they were in the I middle, worked with the guy they were in the middle of one of the, yeah an ex-co-worker they flying Frechado they were in one of the the, the flying Pachado Machacho what is it flying Frechado they were. He was in the middle of performing a flying frusciato on himself and the other and the other man. There was two guys. While this was, you know, the guy was upstairs putting fucking discount CDs in his pants, and these other guys were downstairs in the middle of the, the fucking arts and crafts home cooking section of the of the books, <coughs> and they were over the pants whacking off. Actually, to be <laughs> honest with you. They actually, they actually weren't in the home. They were actually in the kids' books, which is even more fucking. Are you up. serious? Yes, I'm not making that up. And you said this wasn't the first time they they no. saw them initially do, and they knew they were doing. Well, he it, was. So he had a different. It was always. It was always uh, Paul. He was always in there after some balls, but he was in there. Paul's balls. He was. He was in there. He was ready to stroke another dick. <laughs> so I guess Over they would. The pants, they would talk. Pants, in, they pants. would talk in there, and they would do the flying fichado. <clears throat> so. They they got they built like a case on him where he would go in and like over the pants whack it and then well he it was the oh it was rub and pull you yeah, know the, the, <laughs> the rub and tug. it was the fucking it was the flying frusciato yeah. whatever the hell it's called <laughs> it's the same thing flying burrito if he had done it today it was the fucking eclipse hand job yeah but yeah he did he totally did that and I never knew that I didn't know he was like a closet case and a well, you know, it's whatever. I don't care if somebody's gay or whatever, but it was like... Oh, there you go. She's straight up, now he, she's straight up nude. He would go into a You're business missing the and nudity fucking... Tits. Oh, wow. I mean, I've seen all this shit before. I know, but it's tits. You, you don't think she's one. attractive? She is. She's got kind of... I think Cronenberg fucked her. Was she Canadian? That I don't know. Probably. Usually he tried to keep it Canada. He went down to Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Ugh. This one. <laughs> Here you go. We'll just mix this whole movie up real quick. John Candy in Rabbit. <laughs> He's a Santa Claus that eats people. <clears throat> she died in 09. That's crazy. The print of this is beautiful. She's from Rhode Island. Same as our boys in Vital Remains. I'm right. Shout out to Vital Remains. Uh, Thank you, Brian, for our first interview. Even though I know you're not a gentleman or people are trying to be a stickler, but we did try to get Tony on, but he was being weird. So maybe next time. Not having a good day. So. Big T. And wherever you're at, I can't think of his name. Uh, I want to wish you the best too. <laughs> I can't think of his fucking name. Not Tim Young, but uh, oh, the other founding member of that band. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's Big Tony, and then there's... God, what is his name? That's going to drive me fucking crazy. Asian dude. Tim Young. No, the other Asian dude that was in the band. This guy was actually an original member. The guy played drums on The Christian Eyes, the guy I'm talking about. But but, but he, he was a guitarist. Suzuki, Dave Suzuki. Dave Suzuki, I don't know where you're at, buddy. You were a badass. And you didn't have me on Facebook. I appreciate it. I got rock star just like I did by... The guy from Slaughterhouse who played Buddy. 
Like that, fuck, <laughs> that prick never added me. So everybody look he up works Buddy. Like FedEx. Everybody look up Buddy from fucking Slaughterhouse and send that fat prick a fucking friend request. <laughs> tell him the doctor sent you. In the name of in the name of yeah, in the name of Chris Barnes, and tell him his fat ass, <laughs> his fat ass should add you, and tell him to add the doctor that fat prick. He's a fat slut. <laughs> he is. But anyway, I've gotten in a lot of arguments with people lately, and I want it to end up like this. I just want to fucking foam green at the mouth and eat them just for the hell of it freak them out um, they're actually pretty scary in this movie because they're not zombies they're just being gross it does look like the makeup kind of from Dawn Oof. though doesn't it yeah but it's actually creepier because Dawn they're like all white faces no but what so it means I think I think, I think that, may have borrowed something from yeah, this I think the added green and the eyes were fucking creepy it's just like Santa's dead yeah shot him in front of children which is pretty brutal and there she is. Thank you, Scream Factory, for Silent Night, Deadly Night that's coming out. It's fucking bought. I don't care how Finally much have is. a collector's edition coming out of that movie. Oh, I love that fucking movie. The TV version is included in it. It's amazing. As well as an unrated version and the art version. It's two Blu-rays. Awesome. No DVD. See, now that you guys did that, I'm going to go ahead and buy Black Christmas, and then, you know, I'll have a whole little Christmas thing going on. <laughs> and have, you know, because I always watch Silent Night. Well, Black Christmas is cool, but I mean, I, Silent Deadly Night. That's one of the best slasher films. Where you can watch it that is, all year. It is. Me. It's so good. Did we I do know. that on here? We did that for uh, Tobias, yeah. Yeah, that, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> He's so a douche. Fun. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. We shouldn't have done that for him. Whatever, it's too good of a movie. He should have got like Leprechaun Eight <laughs> or fucking Puppet Master Ten. But hey, it was. Oh, I bought. I meant to tell you this. I bought a DVD box set of all the Puppet Master movies, so we can now give people Puppet Master films when they are mean to us. That's actually what we should do. We should just. Get, I'm telling you, I already bought it. I'm not lying to you. It was twenty two bucks for a Puppet Master set. I Guys, was, look, not everything is, uh, you know, rainbows and unicorns here at Phantasm. Sometimes we have guests that are really rude and shitty. And we edit it to put them up properly because, you know, we want to make the the labels that don't pay us happy. And uh, yeah, what was that foreign prick we had in here? It's been long enough now. We can trash his ass. That give us the time of day. What was that cocksucker's name? Who? All right, now hurry up! Hurry up! Oh, blood, <laughs> blood, red throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, such a such a horrible waste that we didn't have those cocksuckers on again. Yeah, the band was nice, but they're fucking. Israeli fucking terrorist fucking guitar player was a fucking dickhole to us through that whole fucking interview. He was. He was a fucking... He was a fucking... He was a fucking dirty, wet fart through that whole fucking thing. He was. He was a, he was a fucking vaginal sewage. He was like fucking... That whole fucking thing. All right, now hurry up. We must practice and eat galosh. I was like, you're a fucking... You're a fucking shit stain, you fucking turd. That guy was a fucking prick. He was. That guy was a fucking prick. He was. We were being so nice, and we set that up ourselves. And I, you know what? I'm sorry. Well, fuck that band. I mean, the, the, those guys were like trying to talk to us and stuff, and that fucking that fucking terrorist kept fucking rushing us through every fucking thing. The fucking Serbian. That fucking Taliban fuck. He did through that whole thing. All right, next question. All right. I have to go give my daughter sweet tarts for America, of course. <laughs> it's like it's like you're a fucking asshole. You sound like a Bond villain, like a, like a fucking Bond villain needs to be thrown off of like a fucking twin tower, but not the <laughs> one in New York. Blood red drone. God, 
I'll tell you what, they damn sure didn't deserve Chopping Mall. No, I don't know what possessed me to do that. That was both of us. I was a fucking idiot. I'm like, okay. But no, but I mean... It was worth it, because we just talk shit the whole thing. That movie's fun. It is fun. Um, but yeah, there was, and that's a good example. And guys, and look, I'm not you'll, here you'll to just get, trash everything, but it's like, you know. Guys, when, when we have, when at the right moment, we will release that episode. You've never put that out, have you? I haven't. <laughs> it's ready to go. I just haven't done it. Because <laughs> um, I want to put out Chopping Mall. I love that fucking movie. We, you know, it's not a waste, though. That movie, that, that whole thing, we are bonkers in that. By the way, so I was funny. told by we, someone recently that listens to us, our best episode, and I don't remember who the fucking guest was, was when we did the... <laughs> he he seriously... And, you know, you called this one when we did it. You said it was hilarious. But the... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to have to look for it. Um, I can't look for it. you got too much shit. Uh, uh, why can't I think of it? The twins that kill... There's two of them. One's the one that escaped from prison, even though he didn't kill anybody. Oh, Blood Rage. Yeah. He said that the end that was of Matty that... Way. Shout out to Matty Way. Well, okay. And for you guys listening, you know, we, you know, Matty Way's now also a repeat offender, so we'll, we'll have that up for you guys as God, I forgot as soon we got as that up, too. Yeah. Uh, love Matty Way. He's and always we treated tonight. us well. He's... Great guy. It's just a, a but class he, act. He was saying He's that that episode... One of the nastiest vocalists in death metal. If you guys made him pee himself. Uh, liturgy or... Any of that stuff, which apparently, actually, uh, I think that guy from Brodequin's in that now. And also, really? uh, cin- a cinerary, uh, how am I saying that? Cinerary. So both of Matt's, Maddie's bands, he's going to be doing both of those with him, I guess. He's in Brodequin? That guy, one of the guys from Brodequin is now in Cinerary and Liturgy. Oh, okay, with Maddie, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, for the Brother Quinn fans, that would be like a fart in church because of the doctor, but whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I just know, I, I know people somehow are fans of that band, so, you know, that's cool, whatever. Um, be on the lookout for that stuff, man, because of Maddie, because Maddie's the shit. He is. Um, as far as Brother Quinn, I'd rather lick my own asshole out. <laughs> but, uh, without whopping. <laughs> but, yeah. Just keeping it real, kids. But we're, well, you know, we'll we'll have the blood red drone episode up eventually. Anyway, that Serbian, he was like fucking, you know, that fucking. But look, what I was, where I was getting at. Goddamn Mapu Gustafa. Fucking. And I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you lick the old butte going to hurry up. I'm gonna let you guys in on the little secret here. We were gonna keep it as a code for us and the doctor, but I think you fans should know how we operate here at Phantasm because if you we're over fifty episodes, you guys know how we operate and, and you know we're not gonna not speak our minds because metal is all about being yourself and who you really are and I don't think we should sugarcoat anything or keep a thong tight up our fucking rear ends I think we should be able to say what we want to say um, we do I know I do in the respect of everybody that has treated us right I'm not gonna say anything wrong about anybody but in you know if we're being disrespected by people, there's no reason we should give out respect. And I know that's a professional thing to do. And we are very professional with what we do and who we handle and who we deal with. But it, the barrier's already broken. If you're a complete asshole, the professionalism is, 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 from us is off the table. Because you're spitting in our face. There's no reason for us to just like wipe your ass or, or pet you on the nutsack. You're giving us the opportunity to say, hey, well, you know what? Fuck you, pal. So... Here's our proposition. 
and, and, and Blood Red Dong is the only people that got Chopping Mall because the rest of the band was super nice, so they got a good film because hopefully they all butt fucked and got over it or whatever they did. Or the, you know, the other band members, maybe they beat him up because he's a artard, I don't know. Um, but this is going to be our new status quo here at Phantasm. Any of our rude guests that we have on that's a complete fucking shithead, <laughs> they're getting what we like to call the Charles Band treatment. Or they just get a fucking full moon film. And they're not getting anything good. They're not getting Scream Factory. They're not getting Universal. They're not getting Arrow. They're not getting Severin or Vinegar Syndrome or Code Red or Kenalober. Or even Scorpion or Synapse. They're getting Full Moon Inc. Fucking Charles Band flicks. And I'm not talking about like the decent ones like Taurus Trap or uh, the first couple Puppet Masters. No. Or even Castle Freak. They're getting like Ginger Dead Man 3... Or they're getting fucking Evil Bong 2. <laughs> or, or they're getting Puppet Master 7. The accent, the trump of evil, you know. <coughs> they get, like, the the $4 Charles Band movies. Like, the Charles Band movies that come in, like, 12 packs at Ingles. <laughs> That's what you guys get. Or, or, if we're really mad at you, it goes up raw. Yeah, we'll just put it on SoundCloud and... You know what? And I'm not, I've had a couple people where I've gone and protected, and I've actually cut out where they were an asshole. I'm not doing that anymore. If they're an if you are, if you are an asshole guest on this podcast, and it's something that the doctor and I did not provoke you to do, which I don't know how we can just be like, hey, can you be an asshole real quick? Sure, you're fucking. You think you're rock stars? I'm not. And there's some rocking Marilyn Chambers tits. There you go. Um, I didn't. I didn't even do the. Uh, Mr. Skinless, but you know what? I mean, you can just go watch her actual movie. She doesn't count because she's a porn star, so... You can actually go watch her full nude taking black dicks uh, if you just yeah. look her up. So. And come like I did with a ball uh, Mr. Skinless here reporting on uh, Screen Factory print of Rabbit. One hour, and I would say it's about 15 minutes. Uh, you can see Marilyn Chambers nude, but you can also see her Getting absolutely fucking pussy pounded in any of her other films, so you can actually see her in action and real action, and not softcore. Um, <coughs> give, give, do me a favor. But anyway, give. look here's a here's speaking of there's a butt shot there goes right up through his mouth. There's some nasty uh, fucking creatures in this. Question for you: What is a guest that you can name that you had to edit because they were shitty to us. Let's give let's give one one give one that you don't give a fuck about. Just like I threw this one was very sad because it was somebody I looked up to. I've always wanted to meet at a convention. Um, I looked up to as a kid. They were my favorite character in the film, and, and now the film is kind of ruined because you know the other day this movie was like an anniversary, and I was like I'm not going to watch that because that dude was a fucking cocksucker. But uh, Miguel Nunez Jr. From uh, Return, Man. Return of Living Dead. <laughs> Joanna Man. Yeah, Mara Joanna Man. From uh, Return of Living Dead. He was known as Spider in Return of Living Dead. Great character. That was one of the first films he... That was like the first film he did. And then he Have did, we ever put that up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you edited the shit out of it, didn't you? Yeah, because the whole time he was really just going, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. He was like getting ready to go to some like conference or some shit, and it's cool he made the time to do it. But it's like he shouldn't have even done it. He should have just been like, you know what? Guys? We couldn't even get a question in. He was with his wife, and his wife was like putting on his fucking <clears throat> bib so they can go out to the Bellagio 
Like, I don't know what they were doing. He was like... He was like... I, I think he was in like a hotel with his wife and they were getting dressed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he, okay, I'm back, I'm and back. Then I'm like back. He had hold on, hold on, Tootle. Hold on, hold on. I'm back. <laughs> then he had some like limo pick him up or some shit. And then like in the middle of us, like he was just on his cell phone with us doing an interview. And he, he wasn't mean to us. He was just a prick kind of because he just ignored us. He was in the middle of too much shit and he shouldn't have even done the episode, you know, the, the interview. And it was cool that we got it and everything. And surprisingly, I'm actually still in contact with him sometimes. Um, but I just... I don't know. It was, was that the worst one you think we've done? I wouldn't say for me personally the worst. But that one was pretty What bad. was your worst that we can talk about? Uh, the Sid Haig one was the worst. Shit Haig? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just bad. And it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. Because I was very unprepared. And... Uh, you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. <laughs> Fodmrast. But he's... Fanmrasm Schnottmrast. He did, He was just very dry, and I think, you know, I was an experience, because that was the first interview I've done, really, on my own, and I didn't have any... I had it's my st- fault. No, that interview was... Well, I had stuff... Fun. I had stuff written down, and I just... I was going off of it, but the questions I had, he wasn't... Oh, there she goes. Oh, looks like a penis. Now, do me a favor. Talk about talk about that twat that manages him that threw us under the bus afterwards. Yeah, so I don't know if Sid ran to the hills and just uh, she. I'm you know I'm sure a lot of these handlers and the managers are like, so how was your interview with such and such? And then they tell him he was probably like, you know, he was very annoying. He was boring, and he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So. She was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to set him up with anything again. Because, you know, she promised me all these things. Like, uh, <laughs> Did she, you ever put it up? Yeah, I had to. I wasn't going to waste my time with that, you know. And people listen to it. It's just so bad. If <laughs> that you didn't episode, think I edited the shit out of that That episode is known as, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, yeah. can, you, can you say, uh, can you sing the yeah. ABCs? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so sing the ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's a great person. That episode was fucking hilarious. You, know, he's, he, you played it for me raw, and it's like, you were just kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you in the 18? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Uh, you were doing dueling yes. <laughs> it was very degrading for me because I was already nervous, and I didn't oh, really know what I was doing. I think it was him, man. I mean, you, I thought just, you asked him good questions. He was just so dry and just, he wouldn't really go into anything like our other guests would. It's like I had well, to cry out of him to get a fucking anything but a yeah. You know you know why, don't you? I mean, he did that interview. He missed fucking uh, nap time at his home. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he missed checkers and uh, That's fun. Joy Behar, I mean, whatever. But, you know... When you meet him in a convention setting, he's very nice. And he wasn't rude to me. He just... I just don't think he expected me to be unprepared. I don't know what the deal was with it. The worst interview... Like, he didn't tell me to <clears throat> go fuck myself, which is the last thing we needed. I don't think anybody... Steve Dash did. Yeah, Steve Dash did, because he's a fucking queef that has to just go to conventions <laughs> for fucking money, because he's too old to be a stuntman anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, these people are cashing in because their careers have been over since 82, and I get that, but don't tell me to fuck off. I'm the one. I already... The bad thing about Steve Dash and about uh, 
Tom Savini is I handed them fucking money first and then they told me to go fuck myself. Did they, you say some other people there were unprofessional too? No, some people were just weird. Like they just wouldn't. I know. thought the sleepaway chick was weird. Uh, Felicia Rose is cool. You know, she's very humble. She's very, she's very sweet, but she's not very professional. Because <clears throat> I, I think she was just, you know, the setting it's in. She was like, meet me at my table and we'll do it before the fans start coming in here. So I was at her table, interviewing her. After I'd already been rock star, there had been like two other people like cut in front of me to meet her that were like VIP people then she was just giving them the time of day when she knew who I was and why I was there for business and she allowed these other people like can I do this like Facebook live video with you to talk to tell my boyfriend that you that I'm here with you or some bullshit I don't know there's always some other jerk off fan that shows up in front of me and you know we're not getting paid to do what we do, but I'm a, I'm being professional being there, and I'm I'm scheduled to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't get press passes from the organizers, so I can go fucking put a finger up my ass while you get your fucking five dollar movie poster you got off eBay signed. Like I'm I'm there to actually do something and provide for fans to listen to, and it's content. You know, I'm not self righteous or anything, but it's just kind of rude when I'm standing there talking and then you allow some other fan to show up. And like, be like, yeah, can I do some Facebook Live thing for 10 minutes? Whenever I said at a specific time I was going to show up, and you said, cool, and then you just allow all these other jerk-offs to show up like I'm not special or something. Derek um, Roddy was a really bad interview. That was really bad. He was just a fucking dumbass anyway. Like, he was just rambling on about dumb shit. He's like, I'm sorry, I can just talk about music all day. They, this is stuff. <coughs> but anyway, with that. We've never put him up. No, and the, the the Felicia Rose thing was great, you know. But <coughs> the only problem was it was it wasn't in a, a setting that I'm used to, which is more of an intimate setting where it's just you and them, and they're talking personally. This was more out in the open where pe- any asshole can just walk. She up should and be have like, done. Hey, they should have been back somewhere where y'all could have done the interview. I know, and I thought it was, and then I was. Well, just, then that's not professional, and that's gay. It is, and it makes it's weak. Me, it makes me look unprofessional because I'm just sitting there with a fucking phone. In my hand, interviewing, and then these people can. Yeah, you're sitting there going. Yeah, these people can just walk up and be like, "Hey, man, that's what the whole interview." These other people were showing up. Is that why you never put it up? Yeah, she's just like, "Hey," and then they start talking over me, and all this shit. It's like you know these actors. I have a lot of issues with usually anyway that ruins the movies for me. And you know, really, they're already getting paid to be there, and I'm not getting paid. I actually lost money showing up to this thing, getting buying your autographs. So. You can at least give me like 10 minutes of you not being around your drunk friends to do an interview for me. <laughs> That's all I ask. <clears throat> you know? It's, we, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. It seems like more so than musicians, these actors really still think they're valid. Well, they're prima donnas. They all live in California and they've been, you know. Yeah, but they're fucking has-beens like fucking Sam Jones. What a fucking has-been. <laughs> that guy's a fucking prick. He was a fucking asshole two years ago. Walk around that fucking convention. It's like nobody cares about your fucking bullshit, man. You're a fucking asswipe. <laughs> I mean, the guy I was working for offered to give him something he wanted yeah. if he just took a picture with me. And he wouldn't do it because he was a fucking prick. Yeah. And I don't watch that movie anymore, and I don't fucking like it anymore. He's a fucking asswipe. Because they want their that fucking shit money. ruins shit, man. That's Same right. thing when I met Lee Majors. That guy was a fucking old prick, <laughs> and I used to love Six Million Dollar Man. That guy was a fucking asswipe. Yeah. You know, so it's like. And it does ruin stuff, you know. Uh, 
And you, you get people that act like that for absolutely no reason at all. You know, there's no reason to act like that. And I'm sorry, you know, Ric Flair can be fucking cool to me, and I've got to fucking take shit off fucking, you know, Lee Majors. It's like, fuck you, you old fuck. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like, William Shatner's fucking amazing to me. Well, look, guys, I'm sure Kathy a lot of work. It's like, and and then and then I have to fucking, I've got to eat a fucking shit sandwich from fucking, you know, whoever that that's rude. You know, you've met a lot more people than I have. I don't, I don't traditionally go yeah. and and meet actors or directors because I find it to be unfulfilling and and, and usually disappointing. There we go. Um, she finally gets her own. She gets fucking eaten. No, um, no, it's a fucking. That's what I do when I get. I throw my tantrum after people are rude. Um, you know, it's fine. I, I'm going to act professional as I can until I press the record button on this podcast. And then, you know, all bets are off because this is my fucking domain and I'm the one that presses the button. And yeah. I can be professional around you and you don't have to listen to this shit. And you know what? I don't have to put it up. It's just a waste of your time in reality because, <clears throat> you know. But there's no reason for people to be mean, you know. There's and that that's well, they don't realize they're being mean if they, they think they're being cool because they know all these people and stuff. It's like obviously you do. You're in a fucking movie with all the, you know, your movies. Here's you here's you a bad interview, and this is no fault of the band. Was when we interviewed Terry and that other guy. From oh God, Bitch that's there. another that's another situation where it was not in an intimate setting because they didn't feel like fucking like going on, on their, their bus. bus or doing anything. And even the people we were supposed to have, and I want to, I want to actually out them for this. We were supposed to have had Donald Hardy, and he rock starred me hard, and did he it the made next us day. wait by the venue to where we got cattle carred like we were in Auschwitz. Correct. Oh, that's fucking brutal. But yeah, yeah. it's that's a true story, and we got thrown in the fucking toilet bowl because of uh, threw Marilyn Chambers into a fucking. But that's a true. Truck. That's that's a true story. Wearing toxic waste suits. Or medical it's, toxic medical things. Produced uh, with the financial assistance of the Canadian Film Development Corporation, the famous Players Film Company. Boom. But yeah, that's that's, awesome a, that's a true story, kids. That, that oh. you know, you you sit there and you you know you try to get stuff working and everything else, and and when people are unprofessional like that, like and I want to out somebody right now that I I think is literally the biggest tour manager prick I've ever met, and that was Black Dahlia Murders tour manager, which told me that I had. 30 minutes to an hour with them. Was that not the uh, Summer Slaughter tour manager? No, he was their tour manager. Oh, wow. Yeah. For the tour. I don't know that he's always their tour manager. But whatever that prick did, you know, he, you know, and he threw me under the goddamn bus. It was like, I had fucking, I literally had 15 minutes and he said if it was a minute over, he was going to throw my ass out of the venue. And it ruined the day. I didn't watch any bands. As if, I didn't, as I didn't if hang you were out. I didn't. This was this was at three o'clock in the fucking afternoon, and it's like I didn't want to do any more. Inter- I didn't want to watch the bands or enjoy. How can you enjoy yourself when you just got fucking humiliated in front of it before you start the interview? Yeah. You know, I I think is who knows. I mean, he still shouldn't. There's no reason why you can't be professional with every single person and not treat. He honestly though, the that's the worst tour manager that I've had to deal with. That's yeah. there. Nobody touches that because honestly, and I want to I want to shout out to some really nice tour managers. The Vader tour manager was fucking awesome. The fucking Destruction tour manager was awesome. Uh, Cryptopsy does their own stuff. Those all those guys were in house and great. I want to really thank Sebastian from Creator. That guy was fucking, you know, because and he put up with me too. Man, great guy. That guy was fucking <laughs> awesome. Was very and we got the interview. We got the interview. Yeah, uh, he still, but he still powered through it. And the guy yeah. was professional. He was awesome. And we in turn 
did that and it never got shared. But whatever. Um, well, look, that's we don't we <clears throat> don't ask for anything. We're not we're not like. Can we also have like a a glass of seltzer water? Like we're just like interview. Yeah. When's it happening? Okay. But 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 look. Uh, overall, <clears throat> in my experience, the tour manager thing has been really cool. Obviously, when the suffocation, Terrence knew it was me, so that thing was already aces because we, we have... A lot of times, we don't even deal with tour managers. Like just well, like, I mean, the, the, obviously, the, the cryptopsy thing, and, I, and and that was a special episode. Flo bent over backwards to, you know, make sure that I was comfortable and I was happy and I could sit beside the stage and he ran anybody off that fucked with me and and uh, as well as Schmier did with the destruction. Their tour manager It's always an adventure. When we but, you know, people are... But, but you, it's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get, and, and and you may get somebody that's difficult maybe t- while texting, and then when you get there, they're super cool and everything's fun. But the Black Dahlia Murder tour manager was the worst. He was awful because he wasn't mean and to that's me. Not the band, but he, but he, t- no, it's not. And I'm, I'm, it has nothing to do with him. But it still makes them look bad when he's got the interview set up, and then they rush me through an interview while they're just walking around with their dick in their hand for fucking you know seven hours. Yeah. It's like, and then it ruined the day for me, and I left. Yeah. I was fucking... So you have no idea how mad I was. I was really fucking mad. Yeah, nobody should be talked down to like that, especially when... Well, he was treating me like I've never interviewed anybody before. And I, I mean, I hate to tell everybody now, at this point, I've interviewed a lot of fucking people, and I don't need to take shit off anybody mm-hmm. that's got that's got something to say to me. You know, uh, Matt Olivo, what a gracious guy, and yeah. his interview's coming up, and he was fucking awesome. And that's why we do this. But I'm telling you, that the difficult yeah, the, ones... I want to say you expulsion know, came out... Uh, July 14th on Relapse Records. It's available now. They're doing a guitar giveaway that's about... It'll be over by the time this gets up, but yeah. A lot of cool stuff. And they're going to do some uh, touring for it, so I was told, and you'll hear that in my interview. And uh, Nightmare Future, available now. Seven Tracks of Destruction. It's beautiful. Uh, also featuring Matt Harvey from Exhumed Fame. Uh, yeah. You guys are fans of that. Fuck yeah, they got a new record coming out as well. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great record. It's it's fun. And they've got new stuff coming out too that he talks about on the thing. So that'll be out next year. I want to ask you guys if you're listening to this episode. <coughs> um, I want to hear more feedback from fans. So I want to ask. And I'm sure a lot of you guys go to conventions once in a while, or at least go meet bands after shows. Like, what are some uh, shitty, shitty uh, guests that you have met? You know, as, whether it be a convention or a band member that was shitty to you. I mean, it, it's happened to us way before we started doing this. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's fan interaction. There's always it's always a fifty fifty chance of something going to shit. Um, <clears throat> well, that's bottom, bottom line, there's people that appreciate. What we're trying to do, there's people that appreciate, the, uh, like our fans, and it, like we appreciate you guys. But there's people, there's bands that appreciate you guys being there, and then there's there's guys that don't. They don't appreciate anything that they have, right. and they're really in the wrong business. They need to get a job at Walmart as a cashier. <laughs> yep, because they're a bunch of fucking shit turds. Or be a fucking high school janitor. Yeah, you need to you you need a different fucking career choice because you're a fucking turd. Because you know, there's, you know, I there's think, no reason to treat people like they're fucking dog shit. I think a lot of people do it initially for the fun of it and everything, and then they get burned out. But they keep doing it because they're dependent. And you know whose fault that is? Yours, not our problem. We're here to provide a fucking service for ourselves and for the fans alike. And they don't want to hear you being a fucking dick to us on the podcast. You know, we we don't ask for more than fifteen minutes <coughs> anyway half the time. <clears throat> and you know. We're very gracious to the management 
groups and the um, <coughs> all the handlers and and the the PR people were very gracious and respectful and and you know and the the bands you know we don't just a lot of people I, I think that the issue with a lot of these people is that they do deal with a lot of shithead uh, interview people or podcast people that don't know what they're doing and they. But that's not our fault, you know, and we shouldn't be treated like the last people you got interviewed by. Well, you know, and I want to talk about this a second. The Bill Robinson from Decrepit Birth, which I honestly don't even want to give them a movie. We'll just just put put it. it We'll just put it up. But the 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 reality of it is, Matt was so gracious, and but he was busy. He was helping another band, and I told you the name of that band. I can't remember that were on the bill that were from there. He was helping them with their sound or their effects or something. Their something messed up, and he had to go. And Matt was gracious enough to did that and took some pictures with me and he went and did his thing. And then the interview went on with Bill. And the guy, the guy told me before the interview ever started that I, I thought I was a rock star and, and it should be old school and you shouldn't have to do interviews. And basically, essentially, uh, the fo- our, our contacts at Nuclear Blast told them that they needed to do this interview. And then they, they, were, they took it out on me. Hmm. But Matt didn't. He, Matt said he didn't want to do it, but he did do it. Begrudgingly, he did it. But Bill was difficult to deal with, and, and it, it was disappointing for me as a fan of the band. And honestly, it's their new record's amazing, and, and I, I, I'm not going to sit here and shit talk the guy, but you'll hear it for yourself. And he was mean to me for no reason. I know there was absolutely no reason for him to be mean to me. Mm-hmm. He would agree with me and then turn face on me on something else and get mad at me. But, but you know, I don't, I don't hide how I feel. If I, if I met you guys in the street, I'm going to tell you that I think Deathcore's dog shit. If you're wearing a Carnifex shirt, I'm going to laugh at you, mm-hmm. you know. If people don't like that, you can kiss my ass. I'm not getting paid. It's like I this this is not the deathcore, you know, skinny jeans podcast man bun style with beard and IPA beer. This is not we don't service any of those fucking things on this podcast. If you do that stuff, that's fine. If it offends you that I like it, you can fucking suck my dick. I don't <laughs> care. We're not getting paid. You can suck Corey's dick. You can eat his ass out. That sounds really good. You know. I'm just not dealing with it. It's there's no reason for that. And if people have to be unprofessional you know, then uh, then we're gonna we're gonna be unprofessional too. And you know, we we get it that you have to go for it. you have to play ball, you have to be professional. But when people clash with us and treat us like shit, that's not playing ball anymore. That's it becomes. Uh, well, Bill, Bill was a Bill was, and you've listened to Bill was incredibly offensive to me, and he was being yeah. rude and he was being difficult. And I powered through the interview to give it to you guys because I care about this podcast. And he did apologize to you, and I, you know, for he did life. sort of, but you know. It is what it is. It still doesn't leave the the, the taste. I think he was trying to save face because he made himself look like an idiot, and we're totally going to put it on the air. Yeah, so. I don't care. Um, from now on, I'm telling you. No, look, you either again, get it Matt, up and Matt was Matt was fantastic and was gracious and everything. And if Bill didn't want to do it, they should have just shouldn't have done it. You know, and I, and yeah, I, do what everyone else does. But but I drove. I'm going to tell you, I drove. I drove several hours to do that show, and I sold my personal belongings to a pawn shop to get money to go to that show to have food and gas money to pay wheelchair fucker so we could go to the show and then I get there and then they're telling me they don't want to do the interview well you should have told me that three or four days ago I I had Matt's number I was in communication with him if you don't want to do an interview with us you need to tell me I don't want to do an interview with you if you're being forced to do it then you need to be nice put your put your happy cakes hat on and your and your bib and get and power through it because I powered through it you know but I hate doing those. Those are the worst. I don't want anybody to think that I want to be controversial and fight with people that we try to have on here that we like to listen to. I don't. But it happens. And when it happens, it's bad. You know, I'm sure there's others I can't think of right now that we've we've had some difficult 
times with that. That was the worst for me this year. Was yeah. was Bill, and it's not because I don't like Bill. They put on an amazing show, and I'm a huge fan of that band. I love Decrepit Birth, but you know, it's one of those things. I've been gun shy about having Corey put the interview up because it's it's humiliating for me to listen to it. Yeah, he like lays into you for no reason, all because you just disagreed on one small thing, and you know it's it's not even a controversial subject. You weren't like. Well, I'm Republican. Well, I'm a Democrat, and you're like, Brr. it's just like, well, I think Deathcore sucks, and then he's not even in a Deathcore band. He's like, yeah, well, you're a fucking rock star. You think you're special? It's like, what? It was just dumb. No, it didn't even need to happen. And I don't think I'm a rock star. I can tell you that. <clears throat> I'm the closest thing that anyone where Corey and I originate from uh, in Tennessee will ever get to a rock star. We both are. We're the kings. Just bow down and suck our dicks. But that being said, <clears throat> when I've spent my money and sold my belongings to do an interview, and then you spit in my face, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be real happy. The professionalism's about it. over. We're gonna be nice to you there. <clears throat> we'll be nice to the. And the, I was the tour people and the the PR people, and be like, thanks for setting up the interview. Blah, blah, well, blah. Flo Flo is from Cryptopsies who made that not special. Mm-hmm. And Matt did everything he could. He cares about his but you can tell Matt asshole. Matt still didn't really want to deal with it but you know and I understand that and that's fine and people don't like me that's fine too and you don't want to interview with me that's fine but if your label's telling you to do it I guess you better do it yeah. but you you they've been in the business long enough where they should have been a little bit more professional about that instead of just being weird you know there's no reason to be weird to people what, Tuna? when you're trying to reach out to them because you enjoy their music and I still love their music I'm a huge decrepit birth fan and we will give you that interview but I'll just say now as a disclaimer like I, I didn't know that that was going to happen and you know what? If people don't agree with me about stuff, that's fine, you know. There's plenty of people that don't agree with me about stuff, you know. Tuna agrees with me. Matt Harvey called me an old man. Right, Tuna? Isn't that what he called me? <laughs> so I was being an old man or something. Said you were being a grandpa. Well, you know. And that's fine. That's his opinion, you know. I don't again, that's you know, that's your opinion. I don't really care, you know. I'm not getting paid. And even if I'm getting paid, I'm still gonna say whatever the hell I wanna say, so well, like I said, when I press record on here, whatever you do at the show, we're going to remain professional. I'll be like, all right, dude, thanks for laying into me. I really appreciate the pep talk, even though you're just, you know, I, I, I'm the one that drove out all this way for free, you know, for free, not not getting paid to come out here to see you. You would think they would stuff. be gracious, someone wanting to help support something that they created. They don't in, see it as support. In, instead of fucking defecating in my fucking... They think, they think we're getting in the shows for free just to see a free show, and then we think we're cool for doing an interview or something. It's like, no, I wouldn't sit here and actually do all this if I thought I was cool. Well, and you know, and, and on a rebuttal to that... I, I also don't want to travel for four or five hours just, just for and who hates, a 15-minute interview yeah. because I think I'm cool. It's and because hates, we want to. And who hates going to shows? Yeah, you're the king of not wanting to go to shows, but you do anyway because you want to get content for the podcast, which is great. Yep, and I'm going to continue to do it. It's also good for, for the me. record. The doctor doesn't really even watch shows. He goes for business and he does his thing. Occasionally, he'll go if he really likes the band. He'll go sit on the side of the stage and watch them. That's it. Yep. And you know, me and you will go to stuff once in a while, but very rarely. I mean, we don't just go on road trips and go to shows all the time. Be like, yeah, we get to say that we interview people. We really just go to shows. It's like, no, we fucking go do these interviews. Well, the doctor mainly. It's been the doctors here this year. Well, no, you're. We're getting you back. You're back. You're back for the next one, but you know it's 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 uh, it's depressing to me though that 
because I, I think people probably get the wrong idea from me sometimes about it, but it actually just hurts my feelings when people are that nasty for no reason. Oh, it sucks as a fan, but... And look, I know you're tired and you're touring, but the reality was that tour hadn't been going that long. There was no reason for them to act like that, and or excuse me, for Bill to act like that. It wasn't... No matter bad. what time of day it is, you got to suck it up for the people. But they were told to do the year, and he was basically... Vented. I swear to God, I want to share this with you guys. This is an exact quote from him because I don't have a recording of this. This is exactly what he told me. I'll take this to my grave. And this is how I remember the guy. I go, yeah, man, I'm real excited, man. Next week we're coming down and we're we're uh, going to get to inter- be the only person that interviews Peter from Vader. And Bill looks at me and he goes, I hope he doesn't fucking do it. That's what he told me. That's what he said. So you've already got, and Corey is my witness, you've already backed me into a corner. Yeah, and that's before the interview started. Yeah, you're already backing me. You're trying to pick a fight with me. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is, what you're going to hear in the interview is me standing my ground. And was I already aggravated? Fuck yeah, I was. Was I being disrespected? Fuck yeah, I was. Did I power through the interview for you, the fans? Yes, I did. Am I proud of the interview? Fuck no. <laughs> Would I ever go see them again? I don't know. But I'm never going to interview them again. No. That's it. That's And, and Matt was cool. But he was still kind of like, eh, like lukewarm water, whereas Bill was just you atrocious. Could tell some people don't like doing it, but then some he was just atro- it he was just atrocious, power. and it was like, but he was he was already starting shit with me from the beginning. Yeah, they didn't do interviews back in the day. Well, that's, well, that's bullshit because there's interviews with Chuck all over YouTube doing interviews. There's interview with Chris Barnes. There's interviews. Don't tell me that they Glenn Benton. There's interviews with all uh, David Vincent. All kinds of bands did interviews. There just wasn't podcasts then. Yeah, but there were people doing fucking video interviews with with fucking VHS uh, uh, camcorder things. It's also isn't back in the day. This is fucking now. But he's sitting there, you know, it should be like back in the day. It's like, well, you know what, man? Maybe maybe you should just lay on a beach and jerk off, (laughs) you know, instead of being rude to me and... Pick the fucking cum out of your beard because it's like <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the bird turds. Because there's no reason to be. <laughs> there's no reason and, and go and go surf a turd because because I could care surf less. Turp. Because I I wouldn't go but, fucking surfing if you fucking paid me. But this, uh, you know, to close all that out, we're gonna have on, to edit that out. I'm no, sorry. it's fine. You get the. We're not editing anymore. You get the. We get the Charles Band treatment where you get a full moon ink. <laughs> fucking Blu-ray. Maybe we'll even get you a fucking DVD. Maybe some people. Will oh no, it's DVD. DVD. They're getting a fucking. They're getting fucking Pupper Master fourteen. <laughs> you're getting like a. <laughs> you're getting a blockbuster video. <laughs> pu- you know, Ginger Dead Man four or some shit. Jack, Jack <laughs> you can, you're going to know immediately. <laughs> no, it's and no. You're, it. getting, you're going down. You're not only going down on the picture. I've got quality. the movie for them. Are you ready? Because it's from the bottom of my heart. I think they deserve it. They deserve the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I wouldn't even watch that for a fucking. For no, but we'll just put it up like it's on there, and it's not. It's just the movie. <laughs> we don't even it's watch the, it. You just hit record and have it on when you go to bed. Well, yeah, people that are rude, they either don't get a movie, we just put it up raw so everyone can hear and be a butt, or they get a fucking DVD of Full Moon Egg. You can have that, and that's what you get. But on a happy note, this interview that I did with Matt Oliva was awesome. He was gracious. He's insightful. And for that, you get David Cronenberg. Yep. You get rabid, man, because you're you a, you fucking a fucking cool motherfucker. Green and slime 
nasty cannibal film. I mean, honestly, the expulsions, hands down, one of the best things that came out this year. It's it's already in my top ten. It is. It's fantastic. The sound is great. Uh, Matt Harvey did a great job on it. Yeah. I mean, the, the the that drummer from uh, I love what the do you vocal call it? Danny handoffs. Walker did a good job on it. The, the vocal handoffs are nice too. Yeah, know, it's stuff nasty. with Matt. It's really good. And it's both Matt's it's, are great. The artwork's awesome. Uh, everything is awesome about it. And yeah. props to Joel Grind for the mix. It he did awesome. It's great. That's uh, very uh, old school. In the best way possible. And, and, and I didn't get this recorded, and I want to share this because, and I want Matt to hear this if you're listening to this, Matt, when you listen to it. You said something to me, and I wish I'd been recording. And it sounds like it came right out of my mouth. Not that I'm you, but we agree on this. I go, I have, this is what I told him when we first got on the phone. I, I go, I have not heard anything this pure. Grind was in I don't know how long, and and he said it's old school, and a lot of people try to do old school, but if you're not actually old school, you can't put that sound on a record, and you can't. So yeah. there you go, kids. You can pretend you can pretend that you're doing this type of music, but all you're really doing is emulating it. The people that created it are the people that can still create it, make it sound fresh, and put out a quality thing like Nightmare Future. So it's... Oh, and that, it's, with it's that great. said, I mean, it's... It's not, it's, it's not only a testament to the old sound, but it's also uh, Nightmare Future, what a name for what it actually is, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's... it's it's actually hope for, for stuff. Something like that. else that I didn't say, it, uh, same as the uh, Vader interview, if you guys have listened to that, uh, it's track by track I did with Matt as well on every awesome, song. So, so it's, it's really cool, and I'm actually going to let Corey listen to it here in a second. We're going to let you guys listen to it right now. Uh, David Cronenberg, if you're a, any of a fan of his movies, a lot of them are on Blu-ray now. Rabbit's available from Scream Factory. Nightmare Future is available from Relapse Records. Matt Olivo, thank you, sir. Uh, I was humbled uh, to have you on the podcast. It was a fucking killer interview. I'm sorry that the fucking battery died and we had a little snippet there. We'll have Corey patch that together. And brother, I, appreciate I am only you. the doctor of editing. You're the doctor of everything else. No, but, uh, no, no. <laughs> but Matt, uh, yeah, thank you for being so so humble and uh, generous to the doctor and to me and to the podcast and to the fans. Much appreciated and. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for waiting. Hopefully you enjoyed Rabbit. If you popped it in your players, if not, go pick up a copy from Scream Factory or Amazon or wherever Blu-rays are sold. And now we will bring you the Doctor's interview with Matt Olivo of Expulsion. And thank you for listening. And as always, from us at Phantasm, stay fucking gory. It's Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I am with guitarist and grindcore master, Matt Olivo. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Cool. Doing good. Awesome to have you here, and we're going to talk in great lengths about Nightmare Future, if that's cool, because I absolutely love it. And it's my my favorite release so far this year, and I'm probably going to be my album of the year. I love it. But... um. 
tell me a little bit about uh, how you got into music, and let's touch on. It, it, we'll start with talking about uh, Repulsion a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, like most kids, it's just uh, you get a little taste of, of rock and roll through a friend or someone in the neighborhood or your uncle, your crazy uncle or whatever. And, you know, you just get hooked on it. I was initially into um, hard rock, and then it eventually gave way to more heavy metal. Um, and when I was in junior high school, I had run into a person that I knew from elementary school, Scott Carlson, and we kind of became buddies because we didn't really quite fit into the very sort of mainstream public school that we were going to. And we would hang out all the time and go back to his place. And he was he was already walking the path of a metalhead back then um, by listening to... Um, like priest and stuff and priest and um, this was actually before Iron Maiden um, and so he kind of turned me on to some more stuff and then, and then from there it just kind of we just would get magazines and, and uh, eventually fanzines and became more and more rabid in our consumption of metal mainstream metal and eventually underground metal and punk rock and hardcore it's kind of snowballed. By the time we got to the middle of the 80s, um, uh, or no, maybe it was around 83 or 84, I think we put together the first, like, real proper band. And uh, it, it, it started off sounding kind of like, um, you know, Priest or Maiden or something, and, and it eventually became Repulsion. So if you can just kind of fill in... Um, the, the, the colors of that journey, you know, you might get a, uh, a sense of what we were doing. That's amazing. Now, when, when when you formed, when you guys formed Repulsion, what year was that? Uh, we actually formed, let's see, we first played together in a band called Tempter, and then that went to Ultraviolence, and then Ultraviolence went to Genocide. I think we're up to about 1985 at that point. Wow! And yeah, and then um, and then we went, and then me and Scott joined Death. I don't know if you knew that. No, man, I'm a huge fan. You got to talk. You got to talk about that a sec. Sure, sure. Um, we were just pen pals. This is when Death was Chuck, Rick Robs, and Cam Lee, just three teenagers playing in Chuck's mom's garage. Um, cutting, you know, rehearsal and stuff, and sending them around, and we would we would send them demos of like genocide tunes, and they would send back, you know, death tunes, and we were both just sort of very mutual, um, you know, fans and friends. And at one point, Chuck, um, they, they never actually is funny because in those days, um, like Mantis and Early Death, there was no bass player ever. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just Chuck and Rick Ross, and they, they were down tuned so low um, that they just, I don't know. They, it's it's going to be hard for you to imagine, but in those days, Florida, it, it, there was no actual like death metal scene in Florida. It was started by Chuck and, and Rick and Cam, essentially. Um, so it, there wasn't like a lot of musicians around to go, oh, let's just add a bass player. It's like if, if they ran an ad for a bass player, you get some guy that, you know, played weddings, then you get some 
some guy that goes, oh yeah, heavy metal, yeah, I know some ACDC songs or whatever. <laughs> right. and, you know, yeah, you, you just wouldn't get the type of people. So anyway, the only people they knew that could come in and fill the shoes of a bass player, which is initially what they were looking for, but then Chuck and Rick had a falling out, and Chuck wanted to get another guitar player, was me and Scott. You know, so we actually went down there for a summer. I quit high school <laughs> to go join Death. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we moved in uh, Chuck's. We live. All three of us live in Chuck's bedroom, which was you know like a ten by ten little size you know room in a home um, in uh, in Altamont Springs, which is a community outside of Orlando. And uh, we would just, you know, like, you know, try to write songs and learn tunes and and just, you know, we did a lot of hanging out, just kind of partying, drinking beer, smoking some grass and whatever. And uh, it, was, it was actually a blast because I, I was so jazzed. I, I, there was something so special in the air um, because the idea at that time was to have Cam sing and have Chuck sing some songs and have Scott sing some songs. That's awesome. And... Yeah, dude, it was, it, we were all just jazzed. <coughs> but, um, but, uh, Cam, um, had a falling out with Chuck and decided he didn't want to play in the band anymore. And we actually went through that process of trying to find a drummer at that time in Florida, which, again, is going to be impossible for your listeners to understand that at that time there were zero death metal musicians in Florida. Zero. Well, I mean, I, you know, growing up down there, my parents were separated. I grew up, <clears throat> my mom moved around a lot of Miami's where I'm at now, but I was living in Tampa. And I sort of saw some of that stuff going on, but I, I wasn't really that familiar with it. You know, but we're talking like, you know, we moved there in like 90 or 91, so it was already kind of... Oh yeah, it was, kick, it was definitely kicking in by then. Yeah, Chuck had already recorded. This is crazy. This is amazing. So I had no idea. That's amazing, and I didn't. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's you know it's not something that you know it's not something we tell a lot of people simply because um, we never recorded with them. To so to say, oh yeah, we were in death. You know, it's kind of lame. People just go, oh, 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 oh. well, no, I so, think it's uh, as a fan of your music. I think that's incredibly. I don't know. I think that's that says a lot, you know, because um, I've never met the guys on Autopsy, but you know, you know, they played with them, and it's like I, I think a lot of people probably, I would imagine, probably try, try to talk to them about that. But I, you know, in any era of it, I got the first time I saw Chuck was <clears throat> Spiritual Healing, and I lost my mind. I thought it was great, and I didn't miss a tour after that. And huge fan, and you know. Uh, actually, when we had we had Matt Harvey on uh, the end of last year, and I got to talk to him a little bit about the whole death to all thing, and of course, gruesome and all that good stuff. And obviously, we'll get to get get to that here. Uh, uh, the expulsion. Well, let's 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 stay with where you're at in Florida. I don't want to mess up what I'm doing. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, but okay. Well, I'll, I'll speed things along here. No, no, no. You're fine. I got all the time in the world if you've got time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, well, uh, let's see. We started looking for a drummer. We auditioned a handful of people. And then at one point, you know, we were all t- taking turns trying to play the drums. It just turned into, it just fell apart, which was such a bummer. But you know, what was interesting about that is out of the ashes of that, I started to see what became um, the, 
the Chuck Schrodinger of, you know, of legend. I started to see this guy who went from evil Chuck. Um, you know, he used to just kind of walk around with these really grubby um, um, athletic shoes with no laces on them. The tongue would be flopping around all the time. And his <laughs> OT shorts. Right. And, and, he, and he barely had shoulder-length hair. Um, I find, like, literally changed from that to a very, very serious, focused person. And um, this was right before we left. He's like, I'm moving, you know, I'm, I'm going to move, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get these musicians that I need to make this happen. And that's when he, shortly after that, I believe he, what did he do after that? I think he um, moved to Frisco and started doing all that stuff. Or maybe he... I can't remember. It was a bit tumultuous, actually, for him to get started. I remember at one point he was in Slaughter from Canada. Oh, wow. Uh, was, yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. No. Dude, dude, at one point, things fell apart for Chuck so bad. This was after we left. Um, that he, you know, he was, we were all friends with Slaughter, too. And he actually moved to Canada and joined Slaughter. And I got this call from him one day, and he was just, so bummed because I had been sending him tapes of new songs that I was writing on my own and he's just like he's like you want to you want to get together you want to start a band I'm like what's wrong and he's like and he's literally like in tears not not sobbing but he's just like right. he's broken down yeah and he was like oh man I just I, I don't know I don't I don't dig what's going on here and I just slipped and fell on some ice you're talking about a kid that grew up in Orlando, Florida sure dealing He's dealing with the perpetual fucking winter of Canada. Right. <laughs> he was so bummed anyway. That was, um, but that, you know, his, his determination to realize his vision was very, very powerful. And I think, you know, from those early um, setbacks, you know, it kind of galvanized his focus. And, and, and then he became the person that we all, you know, well, you know, I I wanted to ask you this while we're talking about him. What do you, what do you think about that whole death to all thing? Because I talked about it with Matt, and I know Matt was briefly a part of it. What what is your take on that? Um, in, in what regard? What do you mean? Well, and I'll I'll just be blunt about it. I as a fan, you know, again being older and everything else, I just I I thought the whole thing was offensive to me because I to. Hmm. Not Matt's role in it or, or Hoagland's role necessarily, but, you know, just some of that stuff. I was like, what? You know, like, I just, I don't know. I And I didn't attend any of it. I wanted to see Massacre when they did that run with Obituary, but I missed that. But I just, I don't know. I just couldn't do it because the last time I saw Chuck, it was him and Hammerfall, and that's how I want to remember it. I'm, I'm weird like that. Like, I won't... I had a friend the other night. My, my co-host actually went to go see that Adam Lambert and Queen thing. I'm like, I actually saw Queen, which also tells you how old I am. And I was just like, no, I don't want to see that shit. You know, I just, I don't know. I was just curious what your, as you just your opinion as a as a, a, a friend and a fan of Chuck's, what you thought about the Death Tall stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So to you, it felt like a like a cash grab. Happened. Someone reached out and was like, "Hey, do you want to participate?" And I was like, 
you know, we didn't record it, and they're like, yeah, but we'd still love to have you along. You're, you know, you're part of the history. And I was like, oh, well, cool. I was like, the, the thing is, is that I want to play um, tunes off of screen, screen Bloody Gore because um, death became, a, they grew into, you know, I guess like a technical death metal band. Mm-hmm. Which is which is cool, you know, and I, I got no problem with that. It, it's not my personal preference. Oh, yeah. See, I felt I felt the same way. way. See, my favorite record is is uh, well, well. To be specific, it's more spiritual healing backwards. That's my that's my shit. And and we talked about that with Matt even. And and you know, it's funny that what you said that's that was his feelings on it too. He wanted to do the you know the first three records. That was his kind of. We agreed on kind of a cutoff or whatever, and. See, that's that's kind of my thing. It's like, why is James Murphy not in this? Why was Rick Ross not in it? Why was, you know, Cam Lee? I don't know. I just felt like maybe they asked those dudes. I don't know the whole facts. But it was like that Shannon guy seemed like he was running the whole thing. I, I mean, I don't know that, but that's that's how I felt. Or that, that tour manager or whatever that was with Chuck, like, I mean, years ago or something. I don't know. I just didn't understand all of it. And when I asked Matt about it, he kind of shut down on me about it. Not. I feel really bad about Kondo because I, I think I just kind of put him on the spot with it, which I'm not trying to do that with you. I just, as a, as a fan and someone that knew him, I don't know. I just, it, it's like seeing a, you know, I, I don't know. I, I looked at the set list and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it. Okay. Yeah, I get you. There, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the way that we look at it, which, you know, um, I think it's important um, because, um, there's there's valid sort of concerns with I don't know cherry picking the history of death you know sure it's not, it's not really cool um, but the thing is is that the other way to look at it is there was a lot of people that were really stoked to, to go out those shows and from the fans perspective I think there were a lot of very satisfied people um, out there and so there's that too you know yeah you have to just sort of temper everything mm-hmm. All right, but it it, 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 it felt, do you know what I mean? It was like I do, I do, I know what you mean. I don't know if I can even express it in words. It just I don't know when. Yeah, it would be it would be like going to see uh, a Motorhead without Lemmy. I don't know. I guess is the. It's like, oh, 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 okay. You're saying they shouldn't have even done it just because Chuck it wasn't allowed to participate in it or whatever. Well, you know, it's one of those things. It would be like, I mean, and I'm going to use you as an example. It would be like someone putting a sequel to this expulsion record and you'd passed away. I'd be like, what? 
You see what I mean? I just don't. I don't. I'm weird like that. You know, it's like I. But I mean, I get it. I get it because there was such a demand for it. I mean, I, I see the the you know the financial side of it, and I guess a fan appeasing side of it. But uh-huh. jokingly between you and me, I think you'll think this is funny. I when they first told me about it, when my co-host told me about it, I, I said they should have called it "Guys Chuck Fired." <laughs> That's awful, isn't it? I'm so bad. <laughs> But no, you know, if, if if it you know, if they had asked you know, you guys, you know, me not even knowing about that, and then the the, the cats in autopsy that play or whatever the well, there's two of them, right? Autopsy that did the, the scrimble or you know, it just I, and I never heard any of those guys mention in any of those conversations. Maybe they did and they didn't want to do it. I don't know. And then James, I, I don't know James, so I have no idea what his stance was on it, but or Cam for that matter, or Rick, but or even Terry. Even Terry. I don't know even Terry's stance on it. So, I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, it is what it is. I, I, I'd like to think that maybe um, some, of the, some of the money that came out of it went back to Chuck's family to help out with medical bills. I hope so. Like I, I hope know. so. Me too. I mean, being, being um, seriously ill in this country is just financially devastating to like middle class Oh yeah, it is. It is. It really is. It's, it has been on, uh, you know, even my family. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It's a. It's a mess. But so. So you're in Florida, and I'm sorry, getting sidetracked on that. I hope I didn't offend you or anything with all that. But um, so we. Get, so you're you're down there, and then did you guys move from Florida to California? Michigan and Scott and I still had a lot of drive in us to, to I guess basically just resume what we were doing which was a band called Genocide and um, uh, so we, we went back I started I got back into high school finished up my high school degree and we started Genocide and that's when we started getting more and more extreme in fact I remember in some of the rehearsals uh, that we were doing in Florida Scott was trying to introduce um, some of the ideas that, that we had worked on into death, um, but it was a little too extreme for Chuck, and um, he wasn't really interested in going that way, but anyway, we went back and pursued those ideas, and like, like, like big time, like we really focused on it, like we gotta do this. So we worked really hard on it, um, and then in like 86, I believe, <clears throat> we recorded the Slaughter of the Innocent okay. demo, okay. which is what became the album Horrified. It was the same exact session. Um, it's just that Horrified didn't get released um, until 89, I believe, three years later. But anyway, so we recorded that demo. We, we sent it out there. You know, guys like, you know, Shane from Napalm and a, and a few others, um, you know, we got good feedback from, from several people, key people, um, in the underground, but it, you know, the labels were not much in it because they, it was it didn't sound enough like Slayer, it didn't sound enough like like metal. It was just something else, and they weren't quite ready for it. And so we, uh, oh, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Um, I think. 
what we did for the Innocent Demo, we changed the name to Repulsion. And we kept all the same songs. Okay. And then we did the Slaughter of the Innocent Demo. Yeah, yeah. So we're, just, we're in I tell you, I that record. I remember having it when I was younger. I did, and I always liked it. I always thought it was cool. And it's it, you, you'd mentioned Shane. Uh, Shane's become a really good friend of ours. We've had him on the podcast, and and uh, you know, uh, having you on here is as big a deal to me as as, as when we had Shane on. And I, you know, um, I shy away from. Uh, certain types of you know th- I was I was never really into Carcass but I always liked Repulsion and I always liked Napalm Death and I'm uh, I don't know I'm real weird about a lot of the music that I like and 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 we'll fast forward to now and the Expulsion record was literally like you giving my, uh, me a breathing apparatus for 2017. <laughs> right on, thank you. Oh, yeah, and. and Let's dive into that. So, so how? First of all, we'll start here. How did um, how did Nightmare Future come about? Um, well, Nightmare Future came about when I um, started to write music um, for what I wanted to do. Is uh, was a new Repulsion album, and uh, uh, Scott really wasn't interested in doing that, so. Um, I called the first person, you know, I could think of that would be perfect for it, uh, Matt Harvey. Right. And Matt, you know, yeah, and Matt was stoked to, uh, to jump in, and, um, so I demoed some songs and sent them to him. This was a couple of years ago, and, uh, he came over, and we had a couple of beers and recorded his vocals, and his, you know, his, he wrote the lyrics and did the vocals for these tunes I'd written. And uh, we just banged them out in my apartment. And uh, it turned out really good. I sent it around to friends just to get feedback. And people were like, you know, this sounds really good. And so um, I sent it to a few labels. And one label that came back with a lot of enthusiasm about the project was Relapse, which has been Repulsion's home for many, many years. Right. Yeah, and so... um, and that kind of got the ball rolling, but then um, some life stuff happened to me. I lost my dad, and I'm sorry. Um, met my met, met my wife. You well, know? that's that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, totally awesome and shitty. Uh, well, that no, the first part shitty. The second part I meant was awesome. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, but it's just life, and uh, it kind of slowed everything down. But um, uh, I jumped back into it last year, hardcore. And I uh, really thought to myself, well, 
the only way this is going to get done is if I produce it, if I just go after everything. Harvey's way too busy with all these projects to kind of commandeer anything significant on this. So um, I jumped in, found some awesome musicians. They're actually just friends of mine, Danny Walker and Men Over Bottom. Just guys I knew from the scene who happen to be like, you know, team leaders in their own right. And incredible musicians in their own right. Now the bassist, um, where is where is he from? I'm not familiar with him. Well, um, he played in a band called um, Lightning Swords of Death, which okay. was like a black metal band from LA. They were on Metal Blade. Um, pretty awesome outfit. Um, they, they broke up now, but uh, he was like every time I'd see them locally, he just stood out as this incredible musician. And he's also an instructor at the Musicians Institute, the, the world famous musician. Oh wow! In Hollywood. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and he's the type of guy where he's like totally cool, very friendly, but you know, is very serious about playing music. And so it's like, hey, Mano, can you learn a couple of these songs? He'll come back to you in a couple of days with the parts written out in music score, you know, and, and like ready to go. Um, so he's awesome and Danny Walker is just incredible as well very good yeah he's he's great diverse diverse drummer he plays in uh, progressive music he plays you know grindcore everything Um, so yeah I was really lucky to grab those guys and get them on board and we um, did the tracking last year and then um, I did a lot of a lot more pre-production after the tracking then we sent the um, prepared tracks over to Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust. Okay. Yeah, he's um, he's um, a pretty notable producer in his own right, and um, um, the lead singer and founder of Toxic Holocaust, um, which is an amazing band. I've never and met him, but he's going to be out with uh, Goat Whore and Venom Incorporated. So I'll, I'm go- going down to interview Venom Incorporated. So I'm going to—I'll have to have him sign my CD for me since he produced this bad boy. Well, he mixed it. But uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. But definitely go up and say hi because we had a good time working on it. Um, we're, we're both sort of um, audio production guys, and so we had a, a shorthand as far as what we needed to do, and uh, he was just terrific to work with. Um, but anyway, that takes us to about January of this year, and then once it was done, we got it in the pipeline over at Relapse, and they're like, okay, we got a lot of releases. Relapse, I don't know if you're on the um, the uh, press release. Yeah. You know what's funny about that, and, and I'll, I'll edit this out so it's not mm-hmm. on here when you share it and everything. I can't get anyone at that label to talk to me. And then recently, literally yesterday, um, because my co-host is a big fan, we went to the I went to Summer Slaughter to interview uh, Black Dahlia Murder and, and Origin because we've had Paul on before, but Black Dahlia Murder, you know, just to have them because they're real popular. I thought it'd be good for the hits or whatever on the podcast and stuff. And we I, I did both of those, but the Dying Fetus thing, those guys would not have anything to do with it, and the drummer was all about it, but like they're. The, the John guy through their management thing and this other guy at Relapse. Like, I can't get anybody at Relapse to talk to us. Um, I don't know why. I can't get anybody to ever... Yeah, even uh, 
Terry uh, from Death and uh, Obituary uh, gave me a guy's number, and the guy never responded to me. I mean, we, we're in bed with Nuclear Blast, Metal Blade, you know, and and they give us tons of stuff. But I've never had anybody at Relapse help me. I don't know why. I just and I've tried. I would love to because there's you know obviously this your record is so fucking amazing, and I but I can't get anybody to to talk to me. So, but that's I'll edit all that out. But, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's really weird. I, mean, I don't know. Where do you do that? I don't, I don't understand. I have no idea. Like even the Matt Harvey thing, we got that. We got that on our own. We just we had Ross because we had Ross Sewage on. Like he was one of our first guests, and Ross got Matt to come on for us. But I mean, it was just it was weird. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I, I like tons of stuff on that label, but I couldn't. You know, I'd like to have Zombie on. I don't know if you've ever listened to those two dudes, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would like to have because I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. I feel like those guys would be cool to have on Goblin and all that good stuff. But and they even that even that Goblin Rebirth thing. I would love. There's lots of stuff on that label. I would love to to sink my teeth on to to have as a thing. And and you know, I feel bad like for yourself. For example, I I feel bad bothering people personally on the. But if it's like if I can't talk to anybody at relapse, I don't have any other way of doing it. I can't. You know. So. That's weird. I mean, maybe they've become such a. Yeah, maybe I don't. I'm not really sure, but I will tell you this: one thing that I did yesterday, which I think you'll get a kick out of, and I will leave this on here because I was happy to do it. Every single band that I talked to, I was like, "Album of the year? Oh, it's it's the Repulsion." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, and I start laughing, and I was like, "No, dude." I'm like, "Expulsion." You remember Repulsion? Like a couple of these cats, like that were working for Origin, worked for me with. I played it for them; they fucking loved it. And I'm like, it's just great, and and I'm so excited right now. I'm literally about to jump out of my skin having you on here right now because I absolutely love this record, and uh, I guess we'll start if you're cool with it. I'd, I'd like to go track by track with you here. Um. Well, first, before I do that, let's talk about this artwork because I fucking love it. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna edit this baby where it sounds perfect. Okay, cool. So the artist um, that we got to do this uh, works for Relapse Records. He's a staff artist, if you will. Oh, he's great. His name Orion, yeah, his, his name is Orion. Okay. And uh, um, somewhere back in I think December, we started to have discussions. Uh, December twenty sixth, twenty sixteen, we started to have some discussions about which direction we wanted to take and. I was looking at, I wasn't really looking at other death metal albums, I was looking at, like, um, some of the artwork that you see in some of these horror video games. Right. And, uh, some of the artwork is just absolutely aces. And, um, I just downloaded a bunch of JPEGs off the internet, and I was like, you know, this is, this inspires me. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, I love this. I was like, maybe we could try this. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we kind of whittled it down, and then he started doing, and drafts, and then uh, I remember at one point I asked him to, because one of the images from 9-11 um, really stuck with me, and it was the the, um, the people that had to jump off, they had to face being burned alive or just jumping out of the window right. on the front hours. Right. And, and they, they, yeah, I mean, what a, what a 
horrible, horrible decision. And, uh, you know, I don't know, it just, it just struck me and it, was, it stuck with me in my mind. It's just burned in my mind. So right. I went on the internet and I found these images um, of the people literally just falling through the air to their death. And um, I sent them to Orion. I'm like, can you just put a couple of these people on this cover? And, you know, because it's nightmarish. And so he did, and he also put one on the disc itself, which I thought was brilliant. But yeah, so it was just a discussion that came out of um, things that were inspiring to me um, as far as, you know, a nightmarish vision. Well, it's, it's, and, it's beautiful, man. I love it. I love all the artwork. I think it's great. And um, total human genocide. What a way to start off this thing. It's fucking awesome. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that song? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Matt Harvey uh, came in, wrote the lyrics for that, and um, it's about you know, <laughs> it's about man destroying himself essentially. Um, which is almost like a total human suicide, I suppose. But, right. But, it, but, but not really, because really what you've got is just a handful of jackasses at the top of the governments uh, around the world and put their fingers on the button. And we're all just sort of in the middle. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll push the fucking button. <laughs> right. And, uh, and that song is about, you know, the whole thing just going down and uh, you know we, we we a lot of us live in a world where we just concern ourselves with our jobs and our um, bills and our friends and family blah 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 but we are in any given time the whole thing could just come crumbling down and um, we'd like to think that it's all very stable the, the the pillars of society and, and the pillars of democracy. I mean, if, if it's anything we've learned in the last year or so, one person can come in and literally just rattle the whole fucking thing. You're right. Um, you know, and there, there are already people that are running countries around this world that, you know, if they were running America, you know, God help us all. <laughs> right. It's scary. It is scary, and I, I think a lot of people don't want to think or hear about that. I I meet people all the time that are just like, "Man, you're too like in tune with shit. Don't you want to get you know get loaded and do all this other stuff?" And I'm like, I'm like, not really. You know, I just I they I think a lot of people probably just think I'm paranoid, but I like to I like to look to the what could happen. You know, I like to be ready yeah, for I things. Think, I mean, I get it. it it's it could lead someone into a depression, which is not good at all, because, or it, it could lead you into the type of mindset where it's like, hey, this could all be gone tomorrow, and, you know, I'm going to live my life with some meaning, and maybe they make some changes in their life so that there's more meaning in it. I, I hate to say live life to its fullest, because for some people that means jumping out of an airplane or, you know, doing something, you know. Bungee jumping, and I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like really having some kind of meaning in your life. Right. Um, but for some people, it's just depressing and too overwhelming, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
that's a that's a really I love the I love the way the album opens with that. It's fucking. I mean, that got me. That was the one that hooked me. I was like, oh, this is. I got to keep going. Um, right uh, Altar of Slaughter. Mm-hmm. That that is like the proto prototypical um, song about a, a murderer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone who cannot stop killing people, and um, you know, a, a lot of outsiders to this genre of music would probably think that we're you know sensationalizing that in some way. But I think really it's more on the lines of if you get into the mind of a murderer, uh, the, 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 you know, the type of, you know, Matt's lyrics are so descriptive, you, you, you're practically having a sensory experience if you read them. And <laughs> yeah. Music. You practically they're, see it, you know? They're great. And, yeah, yeah, he did an awesome job on the lyrics. And um, so that's what that's about, just kind of getting out of your own head and getting into the mind's of, of, of violent killer. That's awesome. Well, that's great because we do horror stuff too, which I'll get to later. But it's awesome. So okay, so track two. So track three, Mask of Fear. Yeah, Mask of Fear. Mask of Fear to me is a little more ambiguous. Um, I think I would say that I think it's really just more of a, an abstract. Uh, of a, uh, almost like a well this is my interpretation I haven't asked that but to me it's more like just an just an utter just the utter horror of looking inward and really seeing what, what's inside because most of us just kind of go through life and you know we respond to things and uh, and sometimes we well oftentimes we'll do things that we don't really quite understand why we reacted in a certain way or said a certain thing or something. Right. And you really you really want to get you really want to get into some like scary things. You, you can just look in the mirror and start thinking about yourself. And you, you, you don't have to be like a psychopath to be afraid of what's inside of you. You know? Right. Um, I, I, I've done that kind of soul searching. So to me that's what that song means but you know that, that's just from my perspective and that's what's that's what's kind of cool about that song in particular because I think um, depending on who you are you could look at that in, in different ways yeah it's it's uh listener interpretation on that one it's 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 cool I, I like it like I said every track of this it's it just gets it just I love it um track well, uh, the fourth track, uh, Nightmare Future, the the title track. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I think uh, Matt's take on that was um, a little more of the environmental sort of apocalypse um, that uh, is sort of imminent. I mean, if we stay on this path, it's coming. You know, uh, there's there's no doubt about it. Everyone agrees. Every, everyone in the scientific community agrees, at least. Right. That uh, we are destroying our environments, and it is not going to be nice um, when this comes to, when this culminates. But, um, but Matt kind of added a bit of a sort of mystical thing to it, where he's talking about visions. You know, so it's almost, there's almost like a soothsayer kind of thing going on with this as well, which is really 
Yeah, it's it's a great track. I I love it. It's really cool. Uh, and then Funeral Bells. I love this song. It's a cool song. I love it, and the vocals on it are nasty. And the it's just it's awesome. That's a great song. Sure. The first time I listened to the record, I must have listened to that track like ten times and then finished the record. Like I just I don't know, it just stuck with me. I like the well, bells yeah, at the I, end of I, it too. Oh, cool, cool. I like um, I like how it comes out of Nightmare Future. The two songs were kind of paired together. You know, it's, it's like a, a pairing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> It's awesome. Um, cool, thank you. And then uh, we'll move on to uh, compulsions. It's awesome. Uh, it's great. I, I I like it. It's the just everything about it. It's I don't know. I can't, like I said, I can't say enough about all of it together. But that, that that's a really cool fucking song. It's I like it. Awesome. And then. We'll move on to uh, the last track, and that's Comatose. Essentially, against nature, when someone should just 
he let, you know, left alone to naturally pass away. But you know, medical technology and the ability to, to bill someone a lot of money just to keep a loved one alive when they should just be let go. Right. Um, I think I think all of that factors in, but I think mostly it's just like you're you're just um, you're, you're losing your sanity, and, and you have no idea when the nightmare is going to end. That's probably the worst part of it. That's really cool. What's like a movie of its own? <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. And it's also, you know, if you use it as an allegory, it could be, um, you know, um, uh, an allegory for what it's like to live in America currently. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, see, that's why I love this this so much. Uh, every track, it I'm really into horror movies, and I absolutely just think this is like, I don't know, it's just the soundtrack for me for 2017. I've had a pretty rough year, so it's it's... It's great. It's ever since I bought it, I haven't stopped listening to it, and I don't do the digital thing. I listen to CDs still, so I rock the CD in the car when I'm driving. So it's uh, it's a good stress reliever. I love it. That's good, dude. That's good. Uh, I really appreciate your support. Um, and I the record. That's awesome. It's seriously no bullshit. No, you know, I mean, I just, I absolutely love this. And I told Corey, I was like, I'm going to have to see if I can get him to come on. Because I, 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 like I said, I can't say enough about this thing. And ever since I, I was a little late getting it because I, did, I wasn't aware of it. And then I, I bought it and I haven't stopped listening to it. That's all I've done. So, um, um, you know, we've, we've been getting some good responses from fans and, um, and press and, uh, I couldn't be more more happy with it. I mean, you, when you work on something like this, you it's like running a, a marathon. You just keep going and going and going and going, and, and then and then when you finally finish, then you then this horror sets in. Holy shit! What if no one likes this? What if what if people just go? Man, the internet can be so brutal, you know. Yes. Um. So, but but wow! I mean, what a relief! So many people have made a lot of positive comments and we've gotten some really just stellar reviews and it's been such a, a relief and it's been humbling too honestly well it's brilliant I mean I like I said um, I don't like to divulge my age I'll have to edit that stuff out where I was talking about that with you but I on here but I as a I get it you know I first listened I was like I totally get this and I I, I don't know I felt like Literally, it was like you you speaking to me like through the vein. Like I was just like, wow, this fucking thing is brilliant. And when you talk to uh, Mr. Harvey, tell him I said it's fucking brilliant. And your bassist, tell him it's brilliant. And Danny, tell him it's brilliant. I I'm telling you, I just cannot say enough about this. Which leads me into my next question: Will I ever get to see any of this stuff live? Oh yeah, um, I can't say where, but we've just booked a show, um, a fest, and we've got. Um, we've got the feelers out for several best promoters and yeah absolutely we start rehearsing um, next weekend and uh, yeah absolutely you know I, I'd love to make it to Florida if you know any promoters out there you know have them reach out well, yeah, my family lives in, I've got well my dad lives in Tennessee, my mom lives in Atlanta, I know Atlanta would be just a great place for you all to go the masquerade there that okay. i mean that's uh 
I don't think anybody that that you know in that band would even argue that, with that. That I know, Matt and definitely would. I mean, it's just a great venue, the Masquerade. It's been there forever. And Florida, I'm not really sure. Miami's kind of weird. Like, I mean, obviously Tampa. I, I'm not really sure what's there now because I haven't been there in so long. But, um, but yeah. yeah Tampa's got a good. Tampa seems to have a pretty good scene. We played the best there. It was um, something sad. Oh yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, they they flew a bunch of us out and um, yeah, it was the attendance was strong. There's a lot of people out there. I mean, I've never been. I used to go to the Milwaukee Metal Fest, but I would. Uh, uh, but the Maryland thing, I've I've just kind of shot away from Maryland because Maryland will have like six bands I like, and the rest of it I'm kind of like, ugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely not worth it up here. It's it's really it's really kind of like I mean, some of these spots are so expensive and so huge, but it's really just kind of like going and in in immersing yourself in the, in the lifestyle for a few days. With right. The band and just, Yeah. In the, in the culture, you know? I think I'm just I'm kind of an antisocial person, so I've I've always kind of shot away from any kind of festival thing like that. Anything that I go oh, to okay. like that, I'm just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. So it's I have really bad anxiety, so it's like, but but yeah, man. If I ever get a chance, I I would love to buy a shirt. I would love to support this in any way that I can. I absolutely love. Uh, I love it. I can't wait for you all to put out more stuff. I mean, I'm I'm ready for the next one. I'm I love it. It's I can't say enough good stuff about it because I there's been a lot of stuff come out this year, death metal wise, and you know, but this is this is uh this is my favorite thing that I've bought. I really like it. I just everything about it, it's just great. Every song and I have anger problems, so it's fun to listen to to calm me down, so it's I, I love it. It's just, it's, okay. it's going to be my. Right on, dude. We're, 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 we are working on an EP right now. We're writing songs for it, and uh, we'll be rehearsing the tunes over the next month or two and, and getting that recorded and putting it out. Uh, I don't know if we'll make it before the year's out. I hope so. But uh, it's anything in the beginning of next year, hopefully it'll, it'll be out. Oh, it's amazing. I can't wait to, to, uh, to listen to that, and I'll, Keep listening to uh, to Nightmare for Future over and over again because I just love it. And I, like I said, I can't thank you enough for doing this and coming on. And uh, you got it. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on and thanks for being thanks for the support, man. Appreciate oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. And and let me know, you guys. You know, I'll uh, I'll keep an eye on your page and everything, and we'll share the dates when you guys have dates to do and any new stuff and anything like that I'll keep my eyes peeled on it and put it on our page so thank you sir yeah of course of course uh, if you want when I get this interview up and, and, and put together I'll uh, I'll uh, share it with you and maybe you can get it on your page there yeah post it on expulsion I'll repost it oh that'd be amazing and real quick before I let you go if you've got a sec uh, are, are you a horror fan what was the first horror? I'll, I don't want to keep you, but I'd love to talk with you about this because we do horror stuff on here too. Uh, what was your first uh-huh. horror movie that you saw that you were just like, "Fuck yeah"? Oh, okay. Well, the first horror movie that I saw that scared the living shit out of me, <laughs> and my reaction was not "fuck yeah." It was like, "Fuck no." <laughs> <laughs> 
Same here. You know, I st- did you know I still cannot watch that film by myself? Like, I can't just, like, turn it on and watch it. It freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's creepy as shit. Still, after all these years. But, but I would have to say that that got me, you know, thinking about it. And um, by the time I reached my teenage years, I was watching as much horror as I could get. This, 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 uh, this ages me, rather. You know, this, this time period predates home video. Right. So it was whatever would, whatever would come on TV or whatever would come to the movie theater. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, we would go to midnight screenings of Dawn of the Dead or... Fuck yeah. I remember when, when Zombie, uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie came out, um, we had, me and Scott saw that in the movie theater. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and, and we, loved it, we loved it so much that we um, stayed we just snuck back into the theater and watched it again we watched it twice that's awesome <laughs> yeah dude and so you know and then uh, a few short years later it was home video and you know VHS tapes everywhere you know video stores and that whole thing remember that sure oh yeah yeah Betamax VHS um, oh yeah 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 we had it all but, at- um mm-hmm. yeah and so um but I'd say The Exorcist was the thing that first you know, hooked me into horror movies. It scared me and, and drew me in at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, are you a are you a Friday the Thirteenth fan? Yeah, I mean, some of them. You know, it's like it's like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, which I love. You know, a couple of those films. Are sure. So amazing, but and not all of them are. No, no, great, right, exactly. Know? Yeah. What I was going to tell you, I don't know if you play video games at all. That Friday the Thirteenth video game is fucking excellent. If you've got a PS4, you can play it with me and Corey. <laughs> oh, right on. I, I don't actually have an Xbox, but do you know if it's out on Xbox? It is. It sure is. It is. Yep. Okay, cool. But, man, it's fantastic. Other than the team killing in it, which is will literally make you throw the controller if you're like me, it's ridiculous. It's like, man, we're supposed to be working together against Jason, not killing each other with Jason. <laughs> It's fucking, I mean, like, it's irritating. Like, you know, it's like, come on. It, it's not even fun. Like, people, it's like people sitting there just leveling up and stuff. Or, or they'll just kill you for a boat motor so they can get away in a boat or a car part or whatever to get out of the game. But, yeah, it's 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 a great game. It really is. And um, it's really cool. It's fun. I spent a lot of my time playing that fucking thing. But, yeah, it's fun. It's on, I guess it's on PC, Xbox One, and then PS4, so... But yeah, it's it's a cool game, man. It's pretty sick. Um, are you a? Uh, obviously, we are. We named our podcast after. Are you? Are you a Phantasm fan? Oh God, yeah. That was in fact that was one of the movies I should have mentioned that. That was one of the movies that I kept catching on television broadcasts um, before the VHS days, and I just loved them. It was so imaginative, so different, so original. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I I even like the sequels. I'm a big fan of it. I just like them. I think they're fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen the last one. I haven't seen Ravager yet. You know, it's not bad. Yeah, I swear, it's actually not bad. And actually, uh, next Thursday, we've got Reggie Bannister coming on here. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's sick. It's like, <laughs> it's like, we've not had a lot of horror actors. 
But but the ones we've had have been stellar. We had Ken Foray on from Dawn of the Dead. Nice. But you know what? I've got to tell you about that though. I I wanted to talk to him about From Beyond, and apparently he had like a really bad experience making that movie. And I fucking love that film. I like that movie too, and he's actually great in it. I well, I walked into a hornet's nest with him in that interview because apparently something really bad happened on the set. I don't know what happened, but he wouldn't go into it. You can go listen to that interview. It's on iTunes and shit. If you just look up our, our podcast, you can listen to that interview with him. But yeah, you can totally hear me like walk into like a hornet's nest with him. And he wasn't mean, but you could tell he did not want to talk about that film, which sucked because I love that movie. It's like... Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's too bad. I mean, it's disappointing, when you, especially when you're, you're in a situation like independent um, filmmaking or, or um, you know, underground film or low-budget filmmaking, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And um, underground music is like, and you hear about these, like, horror stories of people trying to work with each other. It's like, man, we're all just here for the same thing. We're not, clearly, we're not here for the money. We're, we're here to do something cool. You know? Right, exactly. But yeah, it was it sucked. But but um, yeah, and we've got this is this is the one that I'm freaking out about, and I still can't believe that we've got it. Is we've got Bruce Campbell coming on in October, which I'm freaking oh, out about. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I'd be freaking out about that too. He's so fucking cool, <laughs> oh, man. The, the Evil Dead movies are just so amazing. They they haven't made a bad Evil Dead movie yet. So. Have you been watching the show at all? Have you watched Ash vs Evil Dead? few episodes and they're, they're actually amazing I think they're, <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know why I don't have showtime so but um, I should just purchase them you know get them on demand or whatever it's amazing I mean he hasn't lost anything he's no he's it, you know? are you a fan of Bubba Hotep that he did See, man, I always thought that movie was cool. That's Coscarelli, too, that you know, did the Phantasm yeah. stuff. I, I just thought that movie was yeah. brilliant. And he was actually... I don't think he won anything, but I know he was nominated for his acting in that. Because I just thought he was fucking cool in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The barbecue blowing up while they're drinking beer and everything. I always thought that was just fucking cool. But, but, but yeah, man, there's so much, uh, so much... I can't believe you saw Zombie at the theater. Corey's going to shit. He's a huge Italian horror fan, so he's going to fucking flip out. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm. Do you have a favorite horror movie? You know, the thing always comes to mind. John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, it's so good. Um, but you know, Reanimator. I'm obsessed with that movie. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's such a great film. I mean, just top to bottom, an amazing film. You know, it's a tie between those two. I don't know. Do you like Do you like the movie uh, Brian Usna that did Broader Reanimator? Do you like Society? Do you like that movie? I haven't seen it, but I know you're talking about. Oh my god, you got to watch that! Oh. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a lot of It's a lot of body horror stuff, kind of like Cronenberg kind of stuff. But uh, okay, yeah, okay, it, yeah. It's you should check it out. It's It's I don't know. I I really like it. And then uh, uh, you know Romero passing recently. That just sucked. That was like yeah, yeah. So a couple of his films are literally like old friends to me, you know? Oh, yeah. Which, which, you have a favorite Romero? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, probably Dawn of the Dead, you know? It's so good. That movie really... Yeah, but I love Day of the Dead. I love Day of the Dead, dude. Oh, this is going to trip you out. I live in um, this uh, 
this, this little um, community called Glendale outside of Los Angeles. Okay. And, and I literally live down the street from one of the actors that was on Day of the Dead. Really? Um, yep. And he doesn't know me. He knows a good friend of mine. In fact, a good friend of mine is a filmmaker named Chad Dan who, who always casts him um, in his movies. And so he always has a kind of a bit role. Um, let's see, what's his name? Hold on one second. Let's pull this up. His name is uh, Joseph Pilato. Joe Pilato. Oh my God, he's the, he's the guy that gets ripped in half at the end. <laughs> yeah, he played Rhodes, the Commander Rhodes. Or That's whatever, awesome. Choke at him! Choke at him! Um, yeah, uh, anyway, this guy lives right down the street from me, and I literally saw him last night, again, at a convenience store, and you wouldn't recognize him. He's got a really long hair, a long beard, and I don't know, I'm, I don't think he's doing too well, but um, it's just cool. I, I'm always too nervous to go up and say anything to him, but maybe I should just say something to him, like, hey, Dave, Dave the dead roll. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt Olivo from Expulsion, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. That's awesome, man. Well, brother, I can't thank you enough for doing this. It means a lot, and... I've got a friend that lives out in L.A. If I'm ever out that way, I'll have to hit you up. Maybe we can go grab a beer or something. I, I, this means everything to me because I absolutely love this record. And Absolutely. Did you have a great weekend? I cannot thank you enough. This was a fucking honor. I appreciate it. Okay, you too, man. Have a great weekend. Take care, man. Thank you. Coming soon from Phantasm. In a time of fear and suspicion, you choose to admit your crimes before man and God. His coming was foretold. You know the signs. You are bewitched. He has the face of an angel. Channel me a spirit. The charm of the devil. Hear me when I say he's evil. Evil absolute. And the powers of a god. <laughs> Satan also has one son.
that could set the world on fire. Warlock. Every year, hundreds of young people travel the country and disappear. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. Tourist Trap, where beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, trapped, suspense that makes this the nightmare that never ends. Something crazy is going on at the tourist trap. Flares. Did you give her the pills like I told you? Maybe it's not a nightmare after all. There's nothing up here. Are they really alone? Or is there an unwelcome guest? Something in the dark that kills. You're trying to tell me two kids did this? She's got a statement from an eyewitness that said saw the kids attack her. Officer! Oh, thank God it's you. The head was unstable and there was some deceleration injury. You think a cop did this? Why not? Do you automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic son of a bitch dressed up like a cop? He didn't kill the girl. He wanted a witness. He'll kill again. 
He enjoys killing. He strikes without cause. Without mercy. Who's he killing? Who's yours? That's yours. Help me! Innocent people. Maniac cop? He may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. When the killer is a cop, there's danger in every badge. You're not gonna get me. Suspicion in every uniform. Since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. When a cop turns killer, no one is safe. You see a cop, you crossed to the other side of the street. He'll find you wherever you are. Vice squad. He'll destroy you, whoever you are. Broke out of your cell, you killed them all. It wasn't me, it was somebody else. I didn't do any of this. Now they think they got the guilty man, so you'll be free to get to the mayor and the commissioner. Reason cannot stop him. Bullets cannot kill him. This is one maniac you'll have to face alone or die. The choice is yours. You can fight him. Remain silent forever. Starring Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. Maniac Cop. It's closing time. Star will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. (laughs) Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this creep keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now he's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez, and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story.